Hi, I'm Ian, the Dragonborn Bard, and I'm the Games Master for the Starfinder campaign on the Dragonborn Industries podcast. Happy New Year! And welcome to 2024. The future. We are in the future. The future is now. Except if you're watching this after this has gone out. Yeah, <laughs> past people. Yeah. Yeah, no. Guys, thank you so much. Welcome back to Dragon Modern Trees, where we're back. Woo! For Starfinder, our live play, a live actual play, podcast and Twitch and YouTube and kick show. So hello to everybody out there who's either watching on Twitch, kick or YouTube, or is watching back on YouTube or listening to us. On the podcast format with some <laughs> ASMR. Got some nice uh, dice stroking SMR. You so There's I was nice watching rhythm. back the last episode, and there's a bit where Emily's trying to do something, but you're like, <laughs> and I can hear you so clearly. I'm like, it's the perfect ASMR voice. And not oh. only that, is it's you're. I'm not the only person that's thought that. I have literally had two messages like, she's got a really good ASMR voice, and you should let her know that that's what she should be doing. So um, that's the next stream. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I would listen. Starfinder. I don't even know if people can hear that. Yeah. I, do, I, I don't know. I can hear that. I'm in the room. Maybe. Justy Wade is coming. But the tingles are <laughs> I hope you all had a fantastic Christmas, fantastic New Year. Now, get that all out of your system and let's listen to what Steph has to say. Right. I'm going to preface this with I got a message from Ian today at like 25 to 5. I was getting picked oh, up yeah. at 5 and was like, have you watched the ad read today? Oh. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then told me that he expected Sam Regal levels. And I'm like, well, oh. I don't have that kind of experience. So I ran around my house and grabbed the first things that came to mind. <laughs> and the first thing that came to mind was puppetry. <laughs> Behind so, the MacBook puppetry. Behind the MacBook puppet theatre. Um, <laughs> so please enjoy my offering. <laughs> oh, my friend, why you cry so? I'm so upset. I just can't find quality 3D prints anywhere. But my friend, have you been to warriorprints3d.etsy.com? <gasps> La gasp? What is this? <laughs> warriorprints3d.etsy.com is the sponsor of Dragonborn Industries Starfinder podcast. You can use them for all cosplay items, tabletop terrain and miniatures. Anything you can think of needing printing, they can do for you. In fact... Goes downstairs. <laughs> Here's one he printed earlier. Oh, such magnificent detail in this animated armor, which the puppeteer does not have enough hands to adequately show. But you can also use. <laughs> Put it down. <laughs> it's the magic of theater. You can also use the permanent code to the stars for a 10% discount on your order. <gasps> but I must go quickly then and use that immediately. No, no, my friend. This is a permanent code. <gasps> Le gasp. That's right. The permanent code to the stars for a 10% discount at warriorprince3d.etsy.com. <gasps> I love you. <laughs> Unnecessary. <laughs> You're telling me that that wasn't practice. It really wasn't. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Thank you to the amazing uh, Richard at Worry Prince 3D, who does uh, a lot of our 3D printing for us. Uh, I work with him on a Thursday to do paint at the Monster Manor, but he printed the minis for this campaign. Uh, things like you know all of your guys' minis from di very dis various different places. And Dave, 
from Games Are by yeah, Philip, yeah. who I'm going to talk about next because they've just launched a Kickstarter and were really generous to send me out a couple of files, which I've been having a look through. And if anybody who caught the channel just over a year ago, one of the first videos that we did uh, was me using the uh, well, 3D test printing, the universal carrier vessel, the Brick, which is that really long spaceship that's over there on that shelf that you guys have all seen. They've now brought out their second Kickstarter, which is a modular update to that, so you can have the Warbug, and I will show you all what that one is. So this is the Universal Carrier Vessel Warbug, which cool, is now live. Yeah, well, just wait. So this is interchangeable with the parts of the Universal Carrier Vessel, the Brick, and is currently live on Kickstarter. And look at that! Mm. So fully openable and is completely modular you can elongate it there's going to be like stretch goals to go for and it's already funded so we know we're getting the files but now we really want to push to try and get all of those different stretch goals like parts classified right here but there's one in particular this oh bit that narrows in the middle i want this that looks huge yeah i Damn. want it and i want it badly <laughs> i need it now so i need you all to go out there and back that Woo! because Daddy sexy. needs some more 3D <laughs> ship parts. But not only that, they usually like tactical ones as well. So when we've been doing uh, Starship Combat that one time, and we've had things like the Joan, and there are other ones that I've got that you haven't seen. But so the Brick has one, and all of the other Patreon ones have one. So yeah, please go check out. There's going to be a link in to chat. I hope I set that up earlier. If I didn't, I will make sure it goes on the YouTube descriptions. But it's Games Art by Philip. You can get that on Kickstarter now. Next Whoa. on the announcement, hey, oh my God. one that I definitely set up because I was chatting to them today is Roll and Play Press. Oh you guys hey. So Roll and Play Press are a toolkit that you can use to do character creation, world building. Either they've got the sci-fi kits, which I have used for this campaign, <laughs> and they've got the fantasy toolkits, oh. which I have used for many other things like with worlds that we've done at home and stuff like that. And there are loads of tables and things that you can roll on to help build your worlds or at least narrow down things you don't want. Because one of the things that I really, really quite enjoy is when you roll on a table and you go, I definitely don't want that. And it helps you kind of like refine that choice there. But you can use the code DRAGONBORN10 to get 10% off with our new affiliate program with them. Ooh. So, oh, yeah, please go check them out. Their link as well should be in chat. You can go to rollandplaypress.com and you can also check out their new book, which is One Shot Wonders, which is really, really good and is featured on such other big shows uh, <laughs> yeah. that I'm not going to name here. We're now up with the big shows. We're really not. But <laughs> <laughs> one day yes, maybe. Yes, we are. <laughs> you're there. So, yeah, uh, that's Roll and Play Press. And last but not least... There is new merch in the oh, merch store. Oh, yeah. oh my god, you Look kept that it. one quiet, Ian. I did, I mm. made this coffee three hours ago. Yeah. It's still piping hot oh. with the new oh. Dynatech industry because they care about your space travel. Yeah, and you yeah, can get that in our merch store. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna burn my mouth just for you, America, and only you. America. <laughs> just America, even though It's a Toilet Valley thing, he said it on a different show and I was just like, it made me laugh. But. New merch, the next one up, courtesy of a friend of ours idea, and mm. we decided to go with it. I've tested it out, and uh, not only is this where he's going to spill it all over himself now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Keep it. Oh. <laughs> That's because I spilled some in the lip anyway. But it's, yeah, I spent the day going like that. <laughs> it's, yeah, um, new merch in the merch store. But that, for me, I think, 
It's all of our announcements. <laughs> yeah. So thank you to everybody who has been supporting the show. Uh, to everybody who's uh, been either catching up or following along so far. Are we all ready to jump into this week's episode? Yeah. Yes. Woo! Right. Yeah. locating the Zephyr Horizon on a planet named Abel in the Dakchi system. The crew of the SS Joan opened up the cargo bay ramp and made themselves known to the heavily damaged brain collector inside. Combat ensues and the party almost lose Skulken Shaw to the brain collector when it downs her and tries to begin the process of removing the top of her skull and collecting her brain. Not Kaz. <laughs> See, Skull can go down, runs to her aid, and with a healing serum, brings her back around. And after no luck with his rifle, Vorag goes in with the vest claws and rips the last brain from the collector's pustules and kills it dead. The pop kills it dead. <laughs> Murder death kill. <laughs> the party are free to begin investigating the ship and find the first two bodies of the now ex-crew members, Chip and Belip, both missing their brains. Moving through the ship, the party finds the captain Orion Ordana in the cockpit, missing their brain, but with a large gash across their neck that looks as though they had their throat slit first. The last crew member found was pilot Ellie Mayo, slumped in the pilot seat with a bullet through their brain, having been shot in the head from behind. Their brain still in place within their wrecked skull. The crew search the ship and find that Adric Ironfist, the ship's longtime gunner, and his gear are missing, along with Cassie Cato and Derisday Absoli. And although Derisday's books and belongings still appear to be here, everything else is missing. Steve, the Zephyr's AI, informs the crew of an imminent sandstorm that approaches, and the crew call Dave from the drone over to the horizon after breaking his programming to clear up the protein matter left over from the previous crew. Calix uses their compass and some biomatter Cassie Cato left behind in her bed to learn that she is not dead and somewhere northward of this location. The crew spend the next eight hours resting up, investigating and cooking on the horizon until the next day when seemingly unhappy with the unanswered questions behind their family history, Vorag makes the decision to try and enter the sealed facility here in the old makeshift operating base. Created by his own grandfather, 25 years ago, drawing their final stand against the swarm. Creatures that still appear to be present on this planet. Using the ship's guns, the crew blast the acid sealed doors open, and that is where we begin today. The dust of the laser cannon settles, and in front of you, like a grotesque carpet of death, lies the bodies of many Vesk and swarm entities 
merged together with acid and sinew, now dried and over time seems to be somewhat mummified. This floor of ichor and gore. However, as the dust and sand from the blast settles, over this trail is a trail of fresher blood and of this horrible path that leads across this macabre scene and down one of the corridors. And I hand over to you, the players. What would you like to do? Well, isn't this just a grotesque carpet of death? Felix turns a torch on. <laughs> Podcast listeners. Yeah, uh, sorry. She just uh, turned a turned torch, a torch on. on. Would like to. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice and dark in here. I assume our suits come with like lights. So uh, yeah, all of your suits and stuff like that come with things like small data pads and lights. One thing that is clear though is it's quite dark in here. But every now and again, the lights and flicker on, and they stay oh. on for a few seconds, and then they just like flicker off, like the, the powers. Oh. Definitely the worst. Yeah. So Need to get an electrician. I'm assuming Vorag is on a mission somewhere, so I will be following him. So in this moment, you all stand kind of silent as the dust settles and just wait. Because obviously you've been attacked so far on the outside by the leftover swarm Coravacs that were here, then this brain collector, then there's like the missing crew, and some of them have still not been found. So he waits for a second, and as the uh, dust settles, he's like... <sighs> I'm going in, but I, are the rest of you, this large vesk with this red, scaled face, looking just perturbed. Um, I will be following. We're with you, buddy. We're with you. Yeah. We need to know. Could you all make me a perception check, please, before you enter? This is my first roll of the day. Hey. Oh. Got a well, we are. <laughs> hey, it's like the 8th of January and it's the first roll of the day. Oh, no, that can't be good for us. Oh, yeah. That's an 18. That's all right. That's okay. I'd be worried if it's it was working, a one. It's working on our side, oh, that okay. dice roll. In, in which case, amazing. <laughs> uh, I'll clip that out later. 17. 21. 21. 16. I'm going to use that for Vorax. 16. What, do you get Skulkin? Numbies. Mm. <laughs> I did get... Hopefully two of them. I did get... <laughs> I did indeed get two numbers. Ooh! Yeah. Um, Negative 11. 18. 18, you all did fantastic with that. So, the first thing that you notice as like the lights kind of flicker on and the light from outside is breaching into this like doorway where the dust is settling, is the... this trail of blood that is... Obviously not fresh, but it's certainly fresher than the rest of this macabre carpet of death that lies in front of you. But just beyond that, and that has been blasted away from the door, is an arm. Ooh. Not humanoid, this is more bug-like in essence, and it's more like a serrated skewer that is also covered in blood and ichor. This blue chitinous outside, and I don't think it would take much of you to realise that the swarm corvax that you thought that was missing the arm this is its missing arm. Okay. Vorag walks over to it and prods it with the rifle. <sighs> looks left and looks right. The corridor in front of you splits off left and right. You have, well, try to make it a visual aid. Go for it. Set it up. So, map runner. time. <laughs> <Woo. laughs> Keep some colours. Crayons. Show oh me God. the money. <laughs> so, this is more just for a visual aid. Don't worry that I'm putting them out there. 
okay, okay, okay. We won't sweat at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is completely slices, fine and normal. There's going to be nothing in this sealed up room. No, no. Why would anyone put anything in a dungeon? No, at all. Let's, let's <laughs> switch, switch over to the... Empty dungeon. Yeah, <laughs> always. So Nothing. you enter the door and it is. Well, I say you enter, you blast it open. You can pull that door out there at the top for me, just if you want. No, punch it in. Blast punch it. it like we have, like we have there exploded. We go. There we go. Huzzah! So you can Ooh. see that um, the corridor leads both left and right, and the lights kind of flicker on every now and again. The floor is covered in this like gross carpet, but also now the sand and dust of this like red, almost like Mars-coloured sand. Vorag looks at you all and a preference how, how many of us are there so there's the four of you plus vorag who um i will be playing so i mean i know they don't advise it but i mean we, we could split the party or we could all stay together and go down one corridor given the scene in here mm. i don't think we could split okay you say that but we could be whatever the actual combat Flight is usually side to side. Ambushed is more appropriate. Well, Borak would say that being of his a soldier background. Good buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to point Not. out, Skelcom would actually know the word. So Blant is usually pincer movement side to side. Uh, an ambush is from any direction. Uh, attack from the rear, I guess, is the other thing. But yeah, ambush would be more appropriate for attack from behind, I guess. Well, so is there, just to clarify, is there like a trail of blood going one way and yes. nothing further? So the trail of blood leads to the right. Cool. One would assume that the freshest trail is the bloodiest. I mean, yes, I mean, that does also make sense. Start walking around. But, I mean, hmm. okay, uh, okay. <laughs> what, what are we looking for, Borag? Just looking around to see what's here? Um. He would stop and he would take a deep breath. I come from a long line of soldiers. My father, my grandfather, and way back before the gap. But when this, you know, we, we fought in the silent wars against the packed worlds and when the swarm first attacked and the truce was, well, the pact was signed by us and we made that truce and we began working together. My grandfather was a, a one of the command of a, a naval fleet. Um, it's said that in this system, he destroyed the swarm high fleet that was coming in by destroying and sacrificing his own ships and then his last attempt to destroy the last of their remnants was to make a ground assault on them here on this planet however since his return he isolated himself from the rest of the family and although the stories and he looks to you Skelkin after the conversation that you guys had are that obviously we won and we pushed back the swarm and he is the the iron claw of retribution that that's swiped across the swarm and stopped them dead in their tracks but and he picks up his rifle and he watches like shadows <laughs> seem to like burst like energy around his weapon and around his claws since then our family has had a few extra abilities, a few extra 
powers that they say came to him during this battle. But I've never been able to find out what it truly is because he left and then he died. And he took that secret to the grave with him. I then left the army and I joined the Starfinders because I wanted to explore more and maybe be able to get out to places like this and see it for myself. See maybe what happened here and why. And then this, the, the, these like dark flames just whoosh, disperse yeah. again. So you were looking for answers to, to why this, this happened? Yes. Okay. So nothing specific? No. Being what's happened? No. Uh, this is... I just want to know the truth. Okay. Did your granddad leave for any particular reason? Didn't say. He just said that um, one day he would be back. And he was. But when he came back, he died. And then he is entombed on Vesk Prime as a hero, a war hero. Because of this. And he points to like the macabre scene of like both swarm and Vesk bodies that are everywhere. Like half of them are like melded together. And it's just like this horrid, horrid scene of hell, really. We follow you all the way back then. Why did they give us this? Is this, is this one of your granddad's ships, do you think? Or he looks around think? and he's like, this is um, a detachment. So uh, these are forward operating bases that can be dropped from uh, fleet vessels in an emergency. The ship outside, the dropship, is usually one that carries ground troops, the one that you searched. This is a transportable ops room, so this is where the commanders would have operated from and organised their soldiers from. Okay. Mm. I wonder if there's schematics of this. Is there any such thing <laughs> as a corrupt outside detachment? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, I mean, you can certainly try, by all means. I mean, give me either a strength or a dex check to see if you can, like, absolutely wang one. Do you want to borrow my golf club? Absolutely <laughs> wang one. <laughs> oh, it's going to be dripping. Time. I have very dry pouches. <laughs> very hygienic. What did you roll? I rolled an eight. Should have used the golf club. I'm trying to something got a handicap what is dex, dex is just three. your dex modifier so it'll be in your stats um it's oh. <laughs> fine you can ping it like bounces off like one of the corners and just you hear it hit the wall this metal wall and there's probably like a pipe in it and it goes ping and you hear it stop dead around the corner the lights on and off randomly and intermittently I will immediately draw my weapon and try not to yeah um, you all listen out and there appears to be no other sound I was assuming we weren't going as close to this as a month ago oh, yeah, well past yeah. that <laughs> maybe they're dead well we can hope before I can say before I um, if we're going right we'll um, and you said you were following straight behind Vorag yeah so you start making your way, obviously, to the right and um, on the short side. As you get around the corner, can you give me a perception check, please? Please be bold. Oh, no, I got a nat you one. You can do. Nat one. Nat one. No, 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 no,
I have a plus eight, so it's a good nine. <laughs> that is a nine. Yeah, well, yeah, the bloody people. Please, let's just let's get a marching order. This as you come around the corner and ask people for that, that's fair. That's fine. So Alex is probably at the back. Alex is at the back then. I would like to be behind um, the big boys. And you've got a camera out, I presume? Always. And, and I think TJ very much like zoomed in on Warag during that whole yeah. speech. Monologue. <laughs> yeah. Like talking heads. Yeah. So why don't you all give me a perception check? So you've okay. got an, a nine total. Warag also got a nat one. Oh, oh no. Yeah. That's a counter on two already. He gets, however, a plus Skills. two to that. <laughs> 14. 14. 12. 12. Oh no! It's another nat one, but that's a nine. Three nat ones! Three nat ones! Emily, me, and then Tamsin. Oh man. Oh no! I will say, I think my nat one is Calix is uh, getting out like a computer or something, and basically they're they're drawing the schematics, like they're just so wanting to map and navigate. Yeah, absolutely. So, let's grab. No. Those of you with a 10 plus, Woo. as you come around the corner, the lights. <laughs> two of them. The lights <laughs> flicker. And in the gaps between the lights going off and on, you swear you see a figure. And it faces the door that you can see at the end of the corridor. The bodies around this side are less acided in. So there's more like Vesk mummified bodies in armor and all decayed, but like at least a bit more together. <laughs> the best way to then there's the lights flicker again. You see it, but on the other side of the doors, as if it was pulling the doors closed from the other side. This Vesk figure. Ooh. And then the lights return to normal, and they're gone. That is spooky, that is, scary skeletons. That is real. <laughs> I, d- I don't like it. <laughs> no. no. So you know how last session I got a little hair from Cassie yes. Cato in in the in the compass. As we've gone round the corner, is there any slight movement towards where we're going in that compass? Or yes, but not in the direction you're travelling. I have okay. to orientate the map now, yeah. so like how we were in 2023. Cool. And if the Zephyr Horizon was facing that way and away from me was north, this was over this side, and you're heading to yeah. what would be south. No, the compass is still pointing okay. northwards. Okay, cool. So I'll shift that away. Uh, Warag, how long ago did this all happen? How likely... I, um, let's be more specific. How likely is it that one of your brethren it's still alive here. As far as I'm aware, the this system is left as a a battle on that. Mm. A a sanctuary almost of, of knowledge of the past. We are left well, we leave it alone. The forces that left with my grandfather are all named. They're all people who have now been uh, written on the walls of the great temples and of the vestiges of war because of how well they defeated the swarm here. But it was only 25 years ago. So many years. <laughs> Do Yosoki not live 
Well, I I assume Yosoki lived some years, but I don't know. You don't know how long your own race lives? Your I think you see T take a really introspective for a moment. I don't well, I, 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 I I'm not I'm not a common. Did you did you guys think I'm a Yosoki? I mean how how old are your parents? But That's I, the I least important question here, after she said, do you think... Oh, they said, <laughs> do you think I'm a Yosoki? What are you? I'm a Hastoki. Hastoki? Yeah. Not Obviously. Yeah. I can't even roll for it. Or anything. Cogs turning. Mm. Uh, what, um, Is that made up? <laughs> Did you just ask if his race is made I'm, I'm, I'm very real, I assure you, madam. There's and it's not before I get instructed, but he's like looking down the corridor. Um, There's an like, entire floor of them. Yeah. We wouldn't know that. I've seen them. Are the Hastoki a, a recent addition to the Pact world? I, I, I know, we just. I, I haven't really looked closely into our, our history, to be honest, which is sort of. Get on with it, you know. Can we do this later? Yeah, yeah please don't do this later. Like field of bodies. <laughs> More ag. I don't think we need to be asking these questions right now. I was just taken aback. <laughs> Moved. Genetically modified. Towards the door. Uh, the door is completely sealed. Um, Time for another gun. Gun. So this is the sealed door. Mm. Mm. There's no ship blasters on this one. As you get to around here, um, the bodies are more coherent. There's less acid damage. They are more together, although they're all degraded by time. And you know things like gear isn't great. Um, it's less of a carpet of skin and more of a. <laughs> you're now standing on mummified bodies. Hmm. This is quite disturbing. <laughs> I mean, do you think whoever's here made it like this in order to be left alone? Like That's a lot of effort. Mm. Well, I mean, you'd think if they'd been here for 25 years, they might have got a mop. <laughs> I think given what Vorag's told us, mm. it's probably been left... If anyone is still in residence, they've probably left it out of respect. Oh. Right, isn't that right? Probably, yes, I think yeah, so. no, that... Was that right? Vorag sort of goes down and swipes his uh, clawed fingers through the like trail of ichor that's it's not fresh blood, but it's not as old as the rest of the things here. I mean it's not respect enough. It's very recent, but it's not twenty-five years old. It, it, this is whatever happened to that Korovox outside, I think that's injured somebody. Oh. Well, shall we onwards? Mm. Keep going. Do you know how to open this door? Before I just immediately starts trying to like prise it open. I'm gonna scooch under his legs with my golf club and try and help prise it open. Uh, are you offering the aid action or are I, you going it for yourself? I'm offering the help action. Okay, so just roll a d20. You can add your strength modifier. Let me know if it's 10 or over. Uh, it is 10, but I have a minus one to strength to make Ooh. it a nine. <laughs> Between you and Vorak, you're really quite struggling at the moment. It's not budging just yet. Come on, put your back into it. I'm gonna, like, squiggle up to the door. 
With your light up shoes. My little wellies. And your little Dora backpack. <laughs> this is the mug that I imagine that TJ Squeaks in. Oh, yeah. Dynatech Industries merch that you can get on www.mormons.com. And I'm going to use each week now. Telepathic message. Yeah. Um, which is a short, simple message that any living creature within 10 feet of you or an intended recipient. Well, I don't know who the intended recipient is on the other side, so as long as they're within 10 feet of the door, which they might not be, I don't know. Could be yeah. yeah um... Oh, sorry, never mind. I do apologise. <laughs> you must be able to see or hear each recipient. I don't know, can I hear anyone on the other side? Maybe a perception check. Uh, unnatural 20. Oh, lovely! Um, no, it's very silent here, minus the breathing of your companions if they breathe, and the um, sound of feet on skin and bone. I scooch oh. back out again. Completely <laughs> <laughs> like useless here. Harry in the chamber of grossness. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter in the Chamber of Growth. <laughs> I like it. So, um, but Vorag is like trying to pull on the door and trying to force it open. I want to um, see if there are any controls. There is a door panel, but it, as the lights flicker on and off, it too is flickering. Okay. Um, Power fluctuation. Yeah. Uh, you're either going to have to mm. engineer your way through this door by taking it apart or mm. prizing it apart with power. Like um, sheer strength. So I, I'd like to do what I'm good at. Yeah. I would like to try and engineer my way through the door. Okay, you can make me an engineering check to try and... Would you be like trying to cut through it? Would you be trying to like um, do this in like a analogue way of like getting the door Check's hinges and like the uh, hydraulics I'd, I'd and like trying to get maybe like take the control panel off and then try and hotwire it to like hard reset it and yeah. it'll hopefully open it. Yeah, it could be an engineering check. I'm going to lean on the that right is side. A, 19. 19. Engineer. Engineer. <laughs> For a split second, all the lights go dark. And then they flicker on the door flickers and slightly opens. And with that, Boring manages to pull it just wide enough so that you guys can see through it. It's probably like a three to four foot gap. Mm. The first thing that's clear is that there are no bodies in that room. And the blood trail continues. There is a large dead hollow table that sits in the middle of that large room and another small alcove off to the right and another one off to the left where you can see the head of this hollow table just like the one you guys sat around at Dynatech Industries for that brief but right at the very start of this adventure as the doors open all the lights go out again and you are left in pitch black darkness and even those with dark vision struggle to see through this darkness. Then the lights flicker and buzz. And in the moment, on the other side of this room, just past the hollow desk, you see a vesk standing there. And they're staring directly at you. The lights black out again and then three red beams of energy begin to emerge out of the darkness that emit a red glowing light all over the room. The energy beams are coming from that of a doshko, a war axe-like weapon that instead of a head oh. has these three beams of short energy, like that of a lightsaber bursting from it. The vesk doesn't move, but stares in your direction. 
Retribution shall be mine. And once more, the Iron Claw will gouge your disgusting wretch from existence itself. If I am to die here, you will come with me. It doesn't move. Uh, Vorag. Is this real? You mentioned the Iron Claw, Vorag. Use it now. <laughs> <laughs> Do the thing for us. Do the best. He's holding the door. Then you see past him. Like, you would you grab the other side of it and help him open? Uh, yes. It? So absolutely. you hold it open, and he's like, "The Iron Claw was the name of my grandfather's fleet. Nothing more." Can I? Does my camera have night vision? <clears throat> um. Yeah. Fuck it. Why not? Cool. I'll ring up. Can I have a little look? Um, does, does this thing look actually like corporeal, or does it look? Not real. Uh, you can give me a mysticism check. Ooh, I've never made one of those before. Anybody we do can one make a mysticism check. Bit mystic, innit? it? <laughs> Fourteen. Fourteen? Seventeen. Seventeen? Uh, nope. <laughs> also seventeen. Seventeen? Uh, Eighteen, sorry. Ooh. 18. Nine. Nine. Vorag is just staring. Mm -hmm. Grandfather. The rest of you watch as these shadows are building around Vorag's weapon, around him. You're dead. There's no response. Uh, let's not move forward into this room anymore. We could just shut the door. What, I don't think Vorak's going to shut the door on his grandfather. Uh, Vorak, were you there at his funeral? Or... Yes. And you saw his body? Yes. So there's no way your grandfather could be alive. Well, you said he wasn't the same when he came back. And he steps into the room. Oh. Grandfather. Careful. Buddy. Yeah. It's Vorag, your grandson. I'm gonna like. The lights. I'm not gonna aim my weapon, but I'm gonna have it ready, like a ready action. I'm gonna scuttle in after Vorag and just kind of keep close behind his legs. The iron claw, and as the lights flicker, the Dosh Tower stays lit. It doesn't disappear or anything like that. You can see it across the other side, just stood there menacingly behind this table. The Iron Fleet. The Iron Claw of Retribution, it's... You destroyed it. You took out the swarm and you... You... You beat them here. You came home. There's like a... of energy. Lies! The Iron Fleet destroyed. The head. Oh, I um, that but he doesn't move. Yeah. I shame, dishonor. You watch as the shadows in the room are clawing in tighter and tighter, and the red is becoming a tiny dot around this being at the other side. But it doesn't move. I. I brought dishonor to the family. Oh. 
Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Bad things. I forgot to do that earlier. <laughs> For podcast listeners, I've just been plunged into red darkness. <laughs> into red darkness. <laughs> I defeated. But not with my power. And the shadows <laughs> engulf the room. Everything goes dark. You just hear explosions. <laughs> And as the red begins to seep up from the floor, oh, almost underlighting everything in there, the shadows on the wall of these bug-like beings swarming forwards. Uh-huh. You see vests, all these shadows fighting back. The walls are now brimming with activity in between the red and the black. And this black is like the void itself. You see one Vesk stood there, pointing. I command many forces, and most of the Iron Fleet died here in Dakji. You watch as the Vesk forces are being overrun on the walls. Many of them are just dissolving into the darkness. And then two Vesk bring something out but it's not shadow or red like everything else it is a cylinder a ball even of white light I was not powerful enough to defeat them on my own I borrowed power you watch as the shadows all suck in towards this light and then burst outwards. The entities of the swarm all being eviscerated one by one, like a wave of energy going across the all. And then all of that energy sucks back into this white light and then sucks into this one best commander. The lights flicker and go back to where they were in the room. You now see the lights fully on. This Vesk still stood there with this huge Dosh cow in their hand, but they are almost transparent. Hmm. Okay. <sighs> and he just looks. These two black voids where their eyes is, and they're just this energy around them of smoke, and Vorag is the same. <sighs> just fades into nothing. The Dosh cow hits the ground and deactivates. And you guys are left <laughs> in this room, Vorag just eyes wide, staring across this room. Uh. You're right there, Vorag. I don't know what this means. And he walks across and just picks up the Dosh cow. This is my grandfather's. The real thing? It's nods. He's... And there's like frustration and 
panic and doubt all over Vorag's face. This is entombed with him. This is his personal weapon. So how did it get here? That is the question. You think it's some kind of phantom that we saw? I mean, it... That was him. And there's like tears in his eyes. Does anyone recognise that thing his grandfather had? The orb? The... The, the light. Ob- yeah. It was something, an object, right? Hmm. And now and he, he took it into himself after the whole swarm died. He said he borrowed well, power, exactly. yeah. so... Maybe it's part of his soul still alive mm. somehow? For that sort of stuff, I've, I've heard generally there's a kind of exchange. Mm. You can't just get anything for free these days, you know? Yeah, well. And Vorak's not got this smoking energy around him anymore. Mm. You think there might be uh, records or something that the, the Vesk might have kept of uh, what they... What they got and where they might have got it. There'll right. be no record of this. Okay. How do you know that? This place is. I, I don't understand. And he's getting physically angry. We'll, we'll try our best to help you understand what's going on here. Some coffee. <laughs> Good idea. Um, there is still more to this facility, right? Yeah. Shall we have a look around where we are and see what we can find? He just like slumps back onto the hollow table and sits down. He's just like deep in thought. Take a breather. We'll we'll have a look around. Mm. Not to be insensitive, but (coughs) this fresh blood is hardly from Borak's grandfather. Where where does it go from here? Ah. So, pointing it out on the map, the doors would be partially open. I'm just going to take those out for now. It's literally, Borag would have stepped through and the apparition would have been around here. Mm. In the room, if you're giving me a perception check, and the lights are on, the lights are, they're dim. It's like emergency lighting. Oh, it's another nat one. Of course it is, Emily. Of course it is. Oh. They can't always go in there straight away. <laughs> you got they, him a chance. I've got enough of them so that if they misbehave, <laughs> that's where they go. Do you know what's funny is um, I got a message from my sister every week who's going to get to play her first ever game of D&D and she's got a character and stuff like that. And she's like, yeah, so I need dice. And she wants some dice for me. And she's like, I need a mini and I need a dice jail. I was like, you're not Emily. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Emily didn't uh, think she needed a dice nope. jail. You are possibly one of the worst dice rollers I've ever seen. <laughs> Um, nice. What did you say earlier? Talent. It, it, yeah, it's it's a fucking talent. talent. I've never seen anyone roll constantly points. low. Uh, but perception check. So that one for a nine. nine. Fourteen. Fourteen. Ten. Ten. Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Um, the blood trail, it comes into the room and then it leads round to the left mm-hmm. into here. Okay. Um, you can see there's an alcove over here and there is an alcove right behind. Um, Vorag actually would have been, would have come around to pick up the thing and slumped against the table there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, this hollow table is just dead in the middle of the room. Uh, the power is literally emergency lighting all around, but that's it. Um, I'm going to see if I can try and access the hollow desk for any knobs, yeah, anything like that. So Kaz would be in and around here. The trail of blood definitely leads into this room here, and... What is did it? you roll your perception? Twelve. Is it open? 
Uh, yeah, it is completely open, oh, no. and there is a terminal, and then you can see like a body slumped on a chair <laughs> in that room. If I can't see any threats, then I will continue to do the whole table thing. Uh, there is absolutely no power in it. Is you can try. Even when I try and turn it on, it's nothing. You could try and jimmy some power into it. You'd have to do an engineering check and then a computer's check to see if you can. I'm doing it. Yep. So make an engineering check first. While you're doing at. that, what is everybody else doing? See, I was thinking of doing something similar, but the computer's over in the alcove. Over in this one over here, yeah. Yeah, because okay. I want to look for like logs of particularly, like I suppose. Starship movement not too long before, so I could figure out where they've gone and maybe where they've picked this light ball thing up. As you move into this alcove, it's like a small med bay. Mm. So, okay. give me a perception check. What would Skelkin and TJ like to do? Let's go with TJ first. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is, is the body visible to all? If you get into about this point, yeah. give me a perception check. Vorag's none the wiser at the moment. It's a ten again. Um, if pointed out, it would be, but... Um... I think... I think TJ's going to see if he can find any weapons. Shit, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <doing. laughs> <Yeah>. together. <laughs> so you want to give me a Most definitely there? not, if you've got the camera out. <laughs> it's strapped to my body at all times. So you're looking for weapons and stuff? Perception check. Send what shit. are you doing? I was going to do the same, but cool. there's no point to us looking. Well, you absolutely can if you were doing that while you're walking through the corridors and stuff. You can give me a perception check, and we will see what there is. Let me guess. I see nothing. 20. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know 11, so that was good. Okay. 20, 20... Is it plus 8 or 9? Yeah, it's plus 8, so yeah, 20. Okay. Uh, walking through the corridor, there are a couple of bodies closer to the door uh, that you can see still have some gear on them. Uh, a lot of it's not in great use, but you find two smoke grenades that are still usable. You find this tiny little vial on another one that's on a chain around one of their necks. Ooh. It's a little cylinder of glass which has water inside it of some kind with two metal caps at either end and a dead fish inside it. Oh. But the vial is in complete perfect condition. Mm. Mm. Um, you also find loads of like acid riddle riddles, daggers and weapons, but they're of no real use. Those have like swollen and burst the batteries. Uh, as you come into the room, uh, there are no weapons. It seems that all weapons are on the fighting forces. But getting a good look at the room, you can see the hollow table in the center where Vorek is currently like sat on, just like staring at the dosh cow in both of his hands. His rifle's sort of like just slumped, sling to one side. There is a uh, toilet slash shower unit across in the opposite corridor, actually corridor, in the opposite alcove. There is this med lab area just over here. And then you can see this other area, which seems to be some other kind of terminal or console. And then you see a, a body slumped on a chair in there. This room is filled with tons of dust, but not like the red dust of the planet. It's not like, if anything, what you notice is that nothing really got in here from the swarm. <laughs> But something obviously did, because that blood trail leads around the corner mm -hmm. and is slumped mm. in that chair. What uh, what manner of creature is the body? Uh, you can, are you going up to I the body? I think at this point TJ will go up to the body, yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to give you a medicine check for that, because it's clearly obvious this is a vesk. A Not only is it a vesk, it is the body of the vesk of the apparition you just saw. Oh! oh. oh. <laughs> 
there is oh, no. a huge hole in this older desk who looks a lot like Vorak. Oh. There is like these graying yellow oh, no. scales around the bottoms oh, of the no. eyes. They are gaunt. They are their skin and their scales are almost sucked into their skull where they just look malnourished. Oh, no. Then they are really where the apparition was like strong and warrior-like, this body is feeble and is like nothing but like bone and sinew. Yeah, but it still was a living being. It just they look very unwell. They are wearing a very similar pink and purple set of overalls, which is like a, a flight suit of some kind. And then they have this yellow, almost body warmer over the top of it, but there's just this massive hole through their chest. They are slumped completely backwards, mouth open, tongue lolled out, into this chair. Is is that hole about the shape of a white glowing orb? Give me a perception check. Or me- uh, no, give me a medicine check. Hmm. Give me a perception check. Wait, did you give me a perception check in the med lab? Uh, perception in the med lab was 11. 11? So also, if there's anything in here to pick up, like... Uh, the med lab is not ancient, but it's definitely 25 years not used. Yeah. Um, there is, however, stuff in here. Stuff? Collect stuff. We like stuff. <laughs> stuff you find is... Uh, you find a serum of healing. Ooh, Wait a second. Mark one, and there's two of them. They are in like a glass cabinet that like you have to like slide open, and because the power's been on and off, they're unlocked, so you can slide it open and pocket those. So a serum of healing is there plus one. Did you say two of those? Two of them. So two mark one serum. Two. Okay. Then there is a uh, needler pistol. Needler pistol. Uh, and that's in another little case, but there's no vials in that either. So is that basically <laughs> like a injection shot needle gun kind yes. of thing? Okay. But there's no ammo for it. It's just a needler gun. Well, um, I'll take it anyway. <laughs> there is a rule of when you use it. <laughs> oh no. What? She's gonna repeat what she just found real funny. No, she's not. <laughs> she's realised that it's insane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so serum of healing and needle a pistol. I like how eagerly you were listening though. I could I if I'd have tried, I think I could have passed it off as truth. Yeah, that's what you find in that one. Um I got a twenty-three on the medicine check. It doesn't look like ooh, ooh. a ball's gone in there, but what it looks like is a serrated arm of a swarm creature Uh-oh. got them. This is a puncture wound, a, a full arm pierced through them. And you can see they have dragged themselves through this facility and to this point. How how long have they been dead? What was the medicine check? 23. Three, four weeks. Oh, shit. Um, um, I'm going to close the doors. So there's no doors here. Oh, no. Um, Just stand there like this. Like, very <laughs> casually trying to block it with my tiny body. And the terminal next to them, there is a tiny blinking dot in the bottom corner of the screen. Oh, I can't have a look at that, because that's caught my eye. You touch the screen and... <laughs> turns off. Oh. Um, at full power. And there is just writing. Oh, yeah. 
you wrote the last letter before he died, didn't you? Oh, oh no, wow. reading! Jesus. The podcast listeners, I've just handed... <laughs> Steph. An essay. An essay. Um, Story time for Steph. So that's, I will leave you to decide whether or not you're reading that out or not just yet. However, um, the rest of you, what are you doing? Um, so I drink some coffee from my Dynatech Industry Club. I'm trying to work out how to put stuff onto your inventory that's not a thing, like notes or something. So you go into the um, creator, then you go into inventory, and then there should be a custom item and you can write in there. I will still have a hollow table. Yep, I engineering check. I my rolls, uh, both 19. Both 19, okay. Oh, so, um, you manage to like drain power from somewhere else, and you're not quite sure where, to the table, and as something happens there, squeakers and the computer sort of goes, Bzzz, but then it comes back. Okay. <laughs> Your hollow table lights up, uh-huh. and then a map, a very familiar map of the Dakchi system comes up, but on it is a position of two different armadas, two fleets. One is uh, made of what can only be described as biomatter, and is like a huge, blobular, misshaped, elongated sausage of meat Mm. (laughs) with tentacles that rive off it, and they seem to like move towards planets, and then you see it around one, and um, you realise that that would be Tarion Vesh, but it's called um... loading information. <laughs> I have to open a different thing. Uh, the planet is currently named on that one is Literally called Dak G three. Which is a very Vesk thing to name something. It's always like system like Vesk Prime, Vesk 2, Vesk 3, Vesk 4. This is uh, Dakchi 3, and um, it's all whole. And there is this fleet descending on it, which is all static. It's not moving, but you can see that that's the position it's in. And there are a ton of um, Vesk fleets landed on the planet. Then you move over to um, Dakchi 2, which is um, Avel, and you can see that there are small, a few dots in one position, which is where you are now. Mm. Um, okay. And that's where it sort of is static and left. Okay. Uh, I think if I see this come up on the hollow table, I'd probably come over and it just, when Kaz is done, ask to download that information for map updating. Yeah, that's an old map of yeah. this system. Um, also like to go over and see if um, both our eggs alright. Like yeah, he's, he's slumped on the floor, you said. Like, he he's actually sat on the side of the table. Okay. And when you turn it on, he like uh, stands up and he like puts the uh, dosh cow on his back. No, actually no, he would sling the rifle and then he has the dosh cow at his side. Um, and he's like, what have you found? Yeah, has he found the fold? I don't, I don't no, not think, yet. Because uh, he's only just turned around, he yeah. sees the table, looks at you, and he's like... This seems to be a map of when things were going on. Um, before the swarm were defeated, I guess. And he points, he's like, that is definitely the swarm. And he points mm. to the bio ships. Yeah. And he points to the, the load on Terry on Dash or Dakshi 3, he's like, 
that's the Iron Fleet of Retribution. That's the trap my grandfather set, was they sent all of their ships there and blew up the majority of the swarm, mm -hmm. and then points to Abel and Hinge, like, and this is the forward operating base. This must have been actual CJ, time. I can see what you're doing on your screen. You might want to move it. Can you? What? what? Oh, yeah, just there. Uh, so... What? Right, we can do nothing naughty. In the uh, no, we've had a what? message, um, and none of us have looked at it. Oh, why is my just there? Oh, just there. Because the camera's all the way over there. Imagine, guys. <laughs> there we go. What? Oh, it was right in the corner, so I couldn't thanks, see. Thanks, Dotty Mango. Oh, thanks, mods. Um, it's because I'm in a different place than usual. Well, there we go. I, did your grandfather ever mention anything about a glowing white fool or mess going anywhere or any of his time here? And the eyes just kind of like move across to you without his head moving. No. My grandfather spoke about pushing back the swarm, the honour of defeating them, and at great sacrifice, he points to the Iron Fleet. Nothing about borrowing power. He wouldn't. And he like sort of like gets angry when he says that's like Scarrocks don't need other people's power. And he like slams his hand on the desk. He's like, we're strong. Work is the only thing they have left. Then he should have died. I mean, well, the good news is there isn't any good news. But I'm starting to think that you might have had two grandfathers. <laughs> yeah, one on my dad's side, one on my mum's side. <laughs> they looked exactly the same. Or maybe the one who came back was not your grandfather. He, he just looks at you. He's like, I don't know what any of it means. Did you ever meet your grandfather before he went out on military duty? I was very young when this happened. I mean, this was 25 years ago, and he was already a well-decorated and older general. So... Not really. Mm. But when he came back, he was, you know, part of our lives, and mm. he'd left the military, he handed his notice in, and then, then he died. Okay. I know that you say it's, like, a, a point of dishonour and whatever, but, I mean, I, mean I, I understand where you're coming from, but... He did I something mean, great. We he yeah, he did something great and he achieved a lot and you know, all of us use tools to help us do something. It's not a point of weakness, it's a point of cleverness or something. Like I wouldn't be angry at him if he did do this. He saved a lot Let's of people. Let's go see it that way. He just looks at you. Well squeakers. He looks down the corridor over there. With Grandpa number two. <laughs> While that's been going what? on. <laughs> do, you, do you nod that way? And he like looks at the um, the blood oh. splatter on the floor and just like shoulder swipe kind of like round the corner and will just stop. Because he here. obviously didn't know what I was talking about. No. It was in his head. Had no clue. And he sees you there and then sees the chair and he's like. What? So I have a thing. <laughs> I have a question. Whilst I've been reading this, um, obviously this is, this information is super top secret kind of thing. Would it be okay to make like a culture check to see if this would change anything about like 
certain alliances or the stability <laughs> of, of light itself. Oh my god! I mean, that is a current Absalom station politics. I don't yeah. think you could. No, because <coughs> I don't think you've been that. Culture. Yeah. <laughs> no, fair enough. Um, I only ask, do, is there, I'm asking more for a point of, does this affect Dynatech? You wouldn't know. Wouldn't know. Um, is this thing downloadable or deletable? Um, yes, you can absolutely take it to your data pad, but it is on the screen mm -hmm. and Vorag has walked in. Um, and he stares at the body and he's like, what? And then he sees the screen but he goes to the body first, he's like, okay. Grandfather. And he just stops shaking them. And he's like, Oh, what? And he's like, hand is around the wound, and then he's like looking at their head. And he just looks at you. And he's like, I don't understand. I I think um you 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 might wanna maybe take a seat not in this room. Um What have you found? A story. Um, oh my God, it's just going to be story time. More stories. With teachers. <laughs> um, what does it say? Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, That's what buddy my granddad boy. used to call me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, <clears throat> Once upon a time, <laughs> there was a little vest called Vorak. <laughs> uh, I. It's, Think I'll lean over the door frame and just kind of wait for it all to on. Probably, I'll probably sit on the floor. Oh my god, do you want me to read this whole thing? That's up to you. <sighs> Come on then, let's Where do it. TJ would do. I will get a lot of pronunciation wrong. Um, I'm not going to read it in the TJ voice because I think it's silly. <laughs> <laughs> or I could. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm you gonna... twisted my own arm. <laughs> and I'm, I think, do you know what? There are two wolves inside me right now. <laughs> I'm go I'm gonna keep One is the camera the on, but I'm not gonna point it at anything. I'm just gonna keep it on. Yeah. Um, I think this might have to be well, edited out later because you're not gonna be memorising it, are you? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, well. The orb that gave me unknowing purpose is now full, and my travels bring me back here to, is it Avil? Avil, where it all began. I could feel the orb as if it were I who had gorged a feast, and even as younger Vesk would find myself bursting at the seams. Yet it appears that I was always destined to die here on Avil, so close to whatever our goal may be with the power I have collected on this solitary journey. I thought that maybe there, in that old temple, I would maybe find out what this journey was all for. My self-appointed exile to take this orb back to where I found it. I have travelled to many worlds since the defeat of the swarm here on Avil, and my retirement from Vest Command. I have pushed away my family, whom I fought with honour for. I could not let them know of the shame I carry, nor the confusion in my new quest for something else. Power or something more. I find myself drawn to the shadows, the gloom, it sticks to me, and this orb, this orb sustains me, and I it. I was concerned at first when I felt that it was pulling me away from Vesk Prime and out into the stars, following blindly as I arrived at, is it, I don't know what that says, Dimalco? Uh, Dimalco. Dimalco, a planet I knew to be in constant turmoil, terrorised by beasts of unimaginable power, colossi like the Kyokors? K-Y-O-K-O-R-S? Uh, yeah have terrorised and destroyed so much of the planet since the awakening. 
I thought at first maybe my slash its want for more power was to face one of these, but no. I succumbed to the will of the orb and almost felt it take over. My emotions were now in control and I steered my vessel according to this. I landed on the dry bed of an old ocean and walked away from the safety of my ship. Three days I walked, not needing food or proper rest, not needing to stop. The orb gave me all that I could want. Then, after a short climb onto the continental slope, I saw my first colossi off in the distance. That is when I fully regained my full cognitive function. Or did I have that before? It's hard to tell where I end and the spirit of the orb begins sometimes. I knew I was in the right place. I knew all I needed to do here was watch, nothing more. The colossi was huge. Even from my safe cliff miles away, I could tell it was at least 150 foot tall. It was angrily hunting, swiping its massive claws at something in the ground, smashing down stone pillars and old, already decaying structures. It was digging, furiously. But then it stopped and stood its full height. I could feel its emotions from all these miles away, its fury dissipated out of nowhere. Then an overwhelming curiosity. No, something with more intent. The only way I could describe it was as if I were hunting myself and I had picked up the trail of my prey off in the distance. The colossi began to move in a different direction, away from what it was so intent on before. And after some time, its massive strides had taken its even large form far from view. Then I saw it, the glow. The glow that was the same as the very orb I carried about my person. Then another, and another. Three orbs with three demai, the people of this world. And this is what I was supposed to see. The three walked out with heads down, looking into the orbs, not at where they were going. Behind them, only just visible, a crowd of more poured out of what was before a giant wall against a cliff edge. But now an opening to tunnels that was not there before. The demai began to set off in different directions as if leaving a gathering, until all that remained were a few people, the three people holding the same orb that I did. They turned back to the wall and moved into the tunnels. The wall was suddenly there. I did not see it appear, nor did I see the transformation, my mind blank. But the orb I held felt renewed, like I or it had collected something that we needed, but there was more we needed, I could feel it. I made the walk back to my ship, still not needing food or water, undisturbed and free to think on what I had seen. My mind is clearer than the walk to the cliffside, and once in orbit again felt the orb reaching out with that same tug. I did not feel fear, just that intent to search, so I took to the drift, blind, just following my emotions. This pattern continued for years, and not once did I feel like I should oppose these feelings. I travelled from systems to systems, sometimes finding what we needed and feeling like power was gained for us both, sometimes to dead ends where it felt like energy was lost from us. If I got into trouble, I could most definitely handle myself, yet when it came to creatures of undeath and the likes, I was imbued with the additional power to hurt them. Now feeling like its hunger for knowledge or power had been satiated somewhat, I knew I was to head back here to Avil. Yet I was not ready for the remnants of the swarm left here, cut off from their hive mind, to be my downfall. One Korovox was enough to slay me in my old age. I managed to crawl inside and lock the door to my old ops room while hearing it screaming outside. Here I will die, hungry for the first time in years, thirsty like I have never once had water past these lips, and I can no longer feel the presence of the orb. It too looks like it begins to diminish in power, as I am now. Was it all for nothing? Was it all for death? Or has this orb finished with me? It's funny. All I wanted last time I was here was the honour of my family to become legacy throughout the Vescarium. Yet I betrayed them by borrowing power to succeed. In doing so, I had to distance myself from them so that it does not diminish the family name. I wish more than anything now I had died here honourably 25 years ago. 
just an old fool of a general, stubborn but unwavering. But fear got the best of me. Maybe that emotion is what called me to the orb in the first place. Emotions run strong in the Khazar family. Maybe the future generations of the Khazar name forgive my dishonor. Skarok Khazar. So. He is just staring at this body. No. He's already dead. His own best prime. And he just throat kicks the body off the chair. Where's the orb now? Well, you're still looking for it. Did he find it? He had it and then he, he lost it, it by the He lost it but then he was looking for it. Um. <laughs> Just putting two and two together and maybe making nine, nine exactly. Mm -hmm. um, could it be that our fellow, your fellow starfinders and our fellow colleagues might have happened upon said orb and <laughs> might have been the thing that they were trying to bring back? and maybe give him that information and now like, oh, hot diggity down, let's roll off into a desert somewhere. <laughs> Just I mean, nine. <laughs> but he lost it but while he was, well, before he was writing his dying. Excuse the Does fact. it say that? No. It, it doesn't did, say He didn't that. have it. He, he had it. He, he had the orb. It was in his it. body, like, he took it into himself. Well, that's what the shadows depicted but the the demai carry the guardian orbs that's what that is from that description they have carried item and he looks around the room he's like kicking boxes of like old things like turning over the desk he's like look guardian orb here you'd see it the hell's a guardian orb i don't know who the demai are either yeah i don't either anyway <laughs> i think tg's right <laughs> Oh, can I insight that? Uh, absolutely, sex motive, Jack. I mean, you all know she's a demise. <laughs> it's her race. Oh! <laughs> Who the fuck are white people? <laughs> oh, fuck. I am so sorry, I totally... We're a different kind of chap. <laughs> We're from that Dead end. Uh, yeah, you've also known that Dara's Day is also one. Uh, I am so um, sorry, I totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> there is You're going to hate me for this. Go on. But with your background, yeah, no, that's I'm fine. not going to give that's you anything. That's absolutely fine. Because I don't think I don't you know would know. Shit. <laughs> I think I must have stopped listening. Can I read the end of that? Yeah, yeah it's on the screen. You can carry on reading it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the point is, though, that he does... This orb isn't here anymore, and it does sound like quite a powerful thing. And he just, and just slams his hands on the wall, and he's just like, the point is that my grandfather's here, and not on Best Prime! Oh, and he's just buddy. screaming. Buddy. Could something have stolen his face? You said he wasn't the same. And he just likes Doshka. He's like, this is his. Yeah, but on Vesk Prime, this is him, clearly. You said he wasn't the same when he returned. Could it have not been him? 
maybe the orb gave him life? He said we. Was he referring to the orb, or was there then multiple we's? I think he was talking about the orb and himself. Mm. What's your sense motive? Uh, my, se- my sense motive, just in general. Yeah, when you did that. Okay. So it, it was, was the it culture? Was, uh, no, the culture was before. The sense motive was a 20, uh, not a 23, that was the culture. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. What were you looking for with the sense motive? I was, I was kind of trying to figure out the demai thing, whether um, Skelton was... Um, Can you roll? Concealing anything there. Can you roll a diplomacy or a deception check? Your choice. Yeah. It was because of the I can no longer feel the presence. That's mm. where I got confused. Yeah. Mm. Can you roll a... You don't have to tell us which one it is. Uh, either way, it's shit. So. Diplomacy or what, sorry? Uh, well, I mean, what's the number now? Uh, diplomacy or um, bluff? They're the same. Um, it's a nine. A nine. Um, are you lying? Well, I don't think I was particularly trying to lie too hard, but... <laughs> Did you know that she knows something? Is this this Darius Day? Um, you've you've been pretty vocal about wanting to find them. I get I get that. I understand that um, friendship. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, did, is there? It did. Fuck it, I'm not sugarcoating it. Did you know what they were coming out here to find? Did they have prior knowledge of what they were looking for? I think they were very much the same as us in that we've been given the vaguest of vague goals. And um, you just find something you think is important and you bring it back or you don't. Would they have an interest in one of these guardian orbs? If we can find proof that they were here... There is no way they would have left it. Do we think it's worth then tracking these guys down? I mean, that's what we were trying I, to do. I mean, we were doing that. Any, I, yeah. I know, I know, okay, but yes. like, I mean, is there anything else we want to do here? Vorag. What do you want to talk with you? Do you? Are you okay? Any? <laughs> <laughs> And as you guys are discussing what you want to do, his hand just into the wall. He's cool. like, you can do what you want. I'm going to Vest Prime. And he begins to leave this room. Do you, um, uh, do you, do you, how are you going to Vest Prime? Yeah, we only have one. No, there are two, two, two ships, ships now. And he looks he's like, find Adric. They will take you back. I'm taking the Joan. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, uh, no, 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 That's actually Dynatech uh, property. Um, if you... <laughs> no, it just, like, barks at you, like, in this, like... <laughs> like... I puff, out bed. My, I puff out my cheeks. <laughs> Let's make contrast with intimidate, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do this open. Okay. Has anyone left anything on the Joan? <laughs> Your charger, perhaps. <laughs> What'd you get? 29? 29? Shit. Wow. You can tell he's not going to attack you. But like, yeah, he like, does that, but you like puff out your chest and he's like, (sighs) and he just looks angry and just carries on storming off. I'm going to do the management look. Uh, 
Vorag, not to uh, not to put too fine of a point on it, but your emotions right here are very high, and I think you need maybe ten minutes to just cool it down, son. It doesn't stop him from moving. Um, Vorag, you, I, I get that this is important, but can you just? Long trying to get Russians so we don't you can die. keep them. <laughs> he just wants the ship. And he I don't take the Zephyr Horizon. Oh no, because Because we can't fly it, you idiot. Why can't? Whoa, whoa, because whoa, whoa, whoa. We, we as do. Steve said, I drink Iron Fist is the commanding officer and it won't mm. leave without him unless he's already dead. Therefore then the ship will be Flotsam and Jetsam to cash in on. So You need to find that dwarf and he's just like trembling with anger. Okay, but if we don't, you're leaving us here to die? I'll tell Dynatech where you are. I'll tell the, no, he would say, I would tell the Starfinders where you are. I will at least message them for you. I am going to Vest Prime. You cannot stop me. And... What do you want done with your grand... Leave him. For all I care, traitor. Ooh. Okay. And he this. is storming out of the main entrance. Well, obviously I'm following him so he can yeah. throw the Russians at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, um, Dave is I, like... I like my compass. You've got your compass, haven't you? No, my navigational probably left their shit on the... With that, he will let you collect your belongings and he's like powering it up and stuff like that. Dave's trying to get back on and he kicks Dave off and he's just like... Dave, no! Is there anything you would like to say to Vorag before he departs? Now is the time. I think after collecting a few of our things, I think I will kind of walk up near him and say, Vorag, I'm sorry. I know how you feel in some sort of way. It's different, but even still, you have to do what you need to do. So good luck. Someone's getting decked. (laughs) Actually, that was a sense motive. And he rolled 19. Plus a 2 for a 21. Um, Shall I roll a diplomacy? No, because um, you are being sincere, mm-hmm. and in this instance, it's more a case that you're just letting him know something. But he looks at you and he's like, I will find out what is going on. And when I have answers, I will let you know. Good luck. And he nods. Uh, and then he. Good luck. Press or something on his data pad, and all of you receive a private com channel. Oh. Um, this is my private com channel, and is if you need anything, I will do what I can to answer the questions. I will let you know what I find, and he looks directly at you. And I will keep you updated when I know things. And there are just tears now streaming out of his eyes. I obviously have no idea what he's talking about. (laughs) Dynatech really cares. They wouldn't mind me borrowing the ship for a bit longer. It was chartered to us all. Yeah, all. Vorag. If you have another way off, I'm sure they will understand. I would get off now unless you are coming with me. Oh, the paperwork on this is going to be something. You wouldn't think a ship. (laughs) Son. Some just way. don't. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> I hope that you can find yourself some peace in whatever it is you are going to do. And I hope that peace brings you back to us. Because, and I'm not going to say it because I know you hate it. Don't. I'm not. 
but we care. There's a, and I want you to remember that. And there is a heartbeat of applause. Did you? And you hear the engine starting to power up, and you have the opportunity to leave the ship. The back door closes, and the ramp goes up. You stand there outside this forward operating base as the SS Joan kicks up the dust and leaves you four and Dave on the ground. And we're going to go to break. This episode of the Dragonborn Industries Starfinder podcast is proudly supported by Warrior Prints 3D, your one-stop shop for anything 3D printed. From cosplay items, tabletop terrain and miniatures to anything you could need printing, be sure to check out Warrior Prints 3D on their Instagram, at Warrior Prints 3D, and on their Etsy store, warriorprints3d.etsy.com, and use the perma code, oh yeah, it's a permanent code, to the stars for a 10% discount. That's to the stars, or one word, for a 10% discount. Hey, and while you're here, why not check out rollandplaypress.com for all of their amazing toolkits, be it sci-fi or fantasy TTRPGs, or just some of those one-shot wonders they've got from their new book. We have an affiliate code, which is DRAGONBORN10, which gives you 10% off your purchases from rollandplaypress.com. So please go check them out. They are lovely people and are an amazing member of the TTRPG community. All right. And we're back. No. <laughs> no. Overridden. We're back uh, for part two of episode six. Um, thank you all for sticking around uh, over the break. And if you're on YouTube, that would have been really short because I'd have cut it to really short, like, yeah. in and out, like so. Um, yeah, uh, unfortunately, we've had to say goodbye to James as a player. And um, maybe one day he'll be, he'll be back with it. But for now, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, let's not just kill Vorogov. Let's keep him alive and yeah. you know, have, him, have him go up in the way. But we love you, buddy. And hopefully we'll see you again real soon. Um, as for everybody else, we've got fresh coffee in our mug. Mine's been warm for now about three, four hours. And it's very, very good. It's Dynatech Cares. Dynatech mm. Cares. And um, fresh coffee. we're going to carry on with part two of this episode. Wait. <laughs> I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. So, let's put on some music. Oh, yeah. And we'll set a scene. Yeah, I think probably after exiting all stuff that we went off the Joan, that we're going to put it on the new ship. Mm. Well, that's that somewhere to store. Yeah. As you stand there with your bags and stuff all left <laughs> out in the sand. There's actually something I need to retcon as well that I completely forgot to add to my description. Ooh. Oh, oh no. Okay. Um, during that shadow scene, I was actually supposed to read another bit that I'd written a bit later on that I forgot to include into it. Um, words over the top of everything would have said, Darkness and might bound together to fight. Guardian cast upon the shadows, knowledge and light, until the child of retribution return. The child of retribution return. Mm. Nothing like a good old prophecy. <laughs> Is it really important that I forgot <laughs> I, put that in. I, was, I, was so, I was reading the description like, and there's this, and there's this. So, yeah, that needed to be in there. Small retcon. Watch Aww. it back, write it down, do what you need to do. Otherwise, I will set a scene and we'll come back into part two. You stand there at the entrance to this 
facility, this forward operating base, this uh, makes a thing as the recently named SS Joan, this tiny shuttle from Dynatech Industries, takes off and you watch it begin its ascent into orbit. The dust begins to settle around you and your belongings, your stack of rations, your uh, small cleaning vessel, Dave, and anything else you took with you on this adventure. The Zephyr horizon off to one side, and the other part of this facility behind you still unexplored. unexplored. Well, we're going to have to get access to this bloody ship now, aren't we? We have all the AI. So I just think we can't Steve fly flips exactly. us on. I mean, do we actually want to see the rest of this facility, or do we actually I want think, to find this dwarf? I think we have to find him. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm going to assume that Kato is is with with them, maybe, and and she's in that direction, but not, the not thing that is, direction. We don't know that this Adric fellow is even with them because, by by the looks of it, he was a turncoat, maybe, possibly, and has just gone off by himself. As people apparently do, and you know, left his friends in the lurch. And uh, we can't do anything. And we've got to find the. Turn. I'm very stressed. I'm so sorry. Right. <sighs> the paperwork. <sighs> I'm fine. I do apologise for my outburst. I can help you with some of the paperwork later if you want. I very much appreciate that. But I mean, mm. Kato at the moment is our only lead, unless we can find some some biological samples of Adric. Am I being really dim and misconstruing things here? But does it, I mean, the blood trail was definitely from Grandpa Papa. Yeah. Cool. Um, I, you could absolutely have found like little hairs and stuff, because that's what I thought you found of Derisday and of Adric when you previously searched the Zephyr. So I was going to ask if you switched to Derisday in the morning like you were going to, but then you carried on saying Kato, so I was like, all right, we'll leave it at that. Well, um, I mean, I was under the impression that we didn't, so oh, uh, I don't well, think we did. I think no. I, I mentioned... Because you found the bag, but we, you only searched Kato's bunk. I, I searched for Kato. I did. I we don't did know have you... a hair of each, but I think we were finding Kato first. Yeah. And I mean, I don't mind bumbling back onto the Zephyr j just, just quickly and trying to look for hair or other of Adric. And with no intense time needed to, you know, find anything or like you're not under any pressure, very easily done. Like Adric's is just like the crew of the Zephyr, there's tons of stuff. There's like, you know, hairbrushes, there's like slime coat for the um essentially the frog. There's one of them is a Yosoki, there's fur everywhere. Um, you know, quite easy to do and you know, four of them are still on there. Well no. Dave has seen to that. But, Long hair um, out of like the shower. Yeah, and very easy to do. Well, uh, you would find one of Dara's days, especially with like his kit and his bag that was still there. We did like, already have one. We just we didn't put it in. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a once per day thing. So, I mean, assuming it's a new day. Uh, it was a new day before you went into this facility. Okay. Um, but I don't think we should leave any stone unturned mm -hmm. here. Okay, read. You can re enter the facility, and I imagine you're turning left. Yar. Mm -hmm. The bodies continue, and same as before, but without this blood trail on top. You begin to work your way down that corridor, and you get to the same sort of corner, and it seems like both of them kind of arch around like that. And as you come around the corner, you see that this area is collapsed in. However, <gasps> that's not helpful. There is a slither of light 
and you can just get the smell of outside. And there's probably a reason it didn't smell in here too bad, because there is hole two outside somewhere. Um, everybody give me a perception check. I just realised I shouldn't have picked this one, because he is too big for the jail. <laughs> He's the mule. 14 for me. 18. 18. 16. 16. Maths. Maths. <laughs> um, 18 plus 8 is 22. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, obviously, something has happened where there has been a collapse outside of some kind of the rock formations or whatever that has fallen in on this bit of the operating base or this control room, this options, whatever. But somebody has found passage out. And who's proficient in survival? What does proficient mean? Red dot, blue dot? I believe. No, green dot. Why do uh, I say red? I do have it actually as a plus skill. Green or blue? Uh, For once I actually have some vaguely useful. Green is a class skill, blue is trained. Yeah. yeah. So. A class skill or trained, as long as you've got a dot in it. Yeah, I've got a green dot. I'm also a small individual. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, somebody has recently disturbed a lot of the dust and the rock and moved it and you imagine has crawled out of it. Could. <sighs> Instead of trying to, well, I mean, if you want to, I, I'll, have a, I'll have a little wiggle. If, if you want to really wriggle out of it, I um, love a little did you wiggle. wiggle. I, um, I would actually prefer instead to use my mapping skills, figure out, come outside, and then walk around to try and find the other side. Yeah, and out. what you would find is, and it's relatively easy to see, where you saw it with the uh, containers before, where this uh, Korobach jumped down from these, like, hollowed-out spheres of where acid had melted part of it, there is this rock formation where there's these same hollowed-out spheres of, uh, like, eroded-away material. Um, there's nothing there anymore, but a lot of it's collapsed in, and you can see, like, where this facility is half buried and this is where it's collapsed in on it. Uh, after some searching, you see where this sand almost like falls in and then you can see the, the kind of thing through and you crawl through and your friends are there. Hi. Uh, it's like sort of like a 10 foot crawl through. And imagine like caving. I think a Coravot probably came through here, a lot of acids. Mm. Well, this seems more natural, the tunnel. The acid is like these hollowed out half spears in the walls of like what has now fallen over, this is collapsed, crushed part of the facility, and where the stones all on top of each other, there are still gaps that somebody could have got through. Okay. I really okay. want to crawl through it. Well, you can if you want. I'm, I'm, I can try and guide your way through. Is it just the one yep. tunnel. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get in there. I need it. Hamster. <laughs> and it doesn't take much following the sight of a little bit of light and also the sound of Calix's voice and you can it would definitely it would be a squeeze but somebody you know any <laughs> medium creature below could have squeezed through yep. <sighs> it's like going to work I love it <laughs> I'm gonna go and have a space fag while this is going on <laughs> Skelton goes outside <laughs> sparks up with my laser <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I suppose I, I probably will go through as well. Yeah. Um, it leads to outside. It's outside. Um, 
Oh. Is there any more facility here? No, it all appears to be destroyed, crushed, whatever. Well, that's that then, isn't it? Yeah. Um, There's no sign of, like, Corovax that's been through here. I, does this planet... Uh, are we experiencing day, night? Are we in eternal day, eternal uh, there night? There will be day and night. Okay. Does it look like we're getting close to dusk? Or No, it's like middle morning. Okay. Right, well, let's go fucking north. Then. Yes. Well, yeah, I... I... Uh, tomorrow I'll set it to Adric, but I mean, for now we can follow at least as far as Cato, mm -hmm. and while we've got light, we should be able to see something in the dust. I don't think we should change it until we've found... Someone. Who we're looking I agree. for. Otherwise, yeah. we're just going one direction, then yeah. another. Yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't going to change it the one time, but. It's quite but if we thing. haven't found Kato, Adric could be in a different direction and it could be of pointless travel. We need to follow until we find Kato. All right. One at a time. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. quite likely, hopefully, we find them all together. Okay. But. Hopefully, we never... yeah. And hopefully, our ideas of what happened are wrong. <laughs> I hope so. Bloody hope so. Mm. You know, no one likes a mutiny. <laughs> Are you following the compass? Yeah. I'll bring some rations. Absolutely. Bring rations. <laughs> We're not going to starve this day. <laughs> Just out of interest. Or tomorrow. The the Zephyr doesn't have any like skidoos or anything. Skidoos. <laughs> skidoos. Canoes. Skidoos. Oh, um. No, but I mean you can take panels off the walls and try and how fast can Dave go? <laughs> in this sand, not very fast at all. Dave struggles because he's wheeled on the soft sand. We've got can we, can we leave Dave well, on the zephyr and make sure Dave, he's yeah. not wandering? Yeah. Can you reprogram Can you reprogram him to not like wander because uh, we uh, have told him I'll to wander? I'll just pair him up. With his Bluetooth AI. The, uh, <laughs> Bluetooth, Steve. Keep an eye on Dave. Yeah, and Steve is like, I will keep an eye on Dave. Thank you. Hello, Dave. Hi, I'm Steve. Hello, Steve. I'm Hello, Dave. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I am Dave. Look at this. I'm the sure correction. Be the best of buds. Are you too a protein recycling unit? <laughs> and they. Uh, his programming has been broken, and if you say, you know, stay, he's like, I will talk with. Steve. <laughs> uh, oh god, they're talking in binary. Oh no, we <laughs> never understand. Uh, and you leave your little, um, <laughs> tiny little protein recycling toilet box. Oh, <laughs> the Dynatech Bob automated vacuuming envoy. Bob Bob. Love him so much. Um, on, yep. On what? the horizon with the AI known as Steve. And uh, you can begin to follow the compass. I will not even have you roll a survival check because you are currently following in open desert this compass. However, after about half an hour's travel, not far away. Can I do something before we get too far away from Steve? You can indeed. I know Steve won't betray his master, as it were, but. I would like some sort of warning. Say, if Adric were to come back and leave with the only vessel that can leave this place, would Steve be able to let us know that we need to find our own fucking transport? So you were told previously mm. that if it's anybody other than the last remaining and um, officer, which is Adric, they would let you know, but they would have to ask for Adric's permission yeah. and they would inform Adric mm. of your uh, positions yeah. here and also that you are fellow Starfinders and ask if he can let you know. Otherwise, that's on Adric, because yeah. he would be the um, yeah. 
Uh, that's all we can do. Yeah. Commanding officer. So, I mean, it kind of works in a way then, because if we come back and there is no ship, we know that Adric is not our friend. Mm-hmm. But that's not a good way to find out. We it's not the not ideal way. But at yeah. least for I gave us can a channel. Dave tell us? I don't think he's that long distance. <laughs> Dave can't, because it, the comms were between the ship and... Sure. For I did say that but, you I mean, not find us. If you tell me how you want to get Dave to communicate with you. Carry a pigeon. <laughs> Can I... Launch our ship. <laughs> um... You can think of a way to get Dave to communicate with you. Let's make some rolls. Right, you, you've got him on your computer, haven't you, well, Dave? I'm, He's got Steve. I'm, I'm, you've I'm, got Steve on your computer, but have you got Dave? I probably can maybe add him to my computer. But, Bluetooth the toilet. Um, I've got a, a fair amount of experience making mm-hmm. technological things. So if I would like to try and make maybe some sort of wireless transmitter uh, and be able to put it in Dave. Okay. Out of like spare parts and whatever. Um, and because I am me, make it in half the time that anyone Wait, else can. I have my things that I put on my stones. So you can have one. Trackers. Ah, trackers. Okay. You can right. ju- jury rig one of those. So give me an engineering check. Okay. Okay. This is to create a uh, essentially a commu- communications device out of parts that are freely available here on the uh, horizon. We're going to rename that. Can I um, leave a note? On Dee's bed. Yes. Do you want to tell, tell us that out loud or are you just going to message me? Um, it's not going to be important yet. I'm not going to say it out loud. I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm not uh, going to tell anyone that I did it. Fine. Just message me what it is and then I'll. Um, uh, that way at least I know. Just in case. An unnatural 20. Unnatural Ooh. 20. Okay. Uh, so technological items are usually 1d4 hours. You get to half that, don't you? Mm-hmm. So roll a d4. A one. A one. Half an hour. You can knock up a a small comm unit, a transponder, and essentially bastardise Dave. Oh, done deal. Um, You can see me use my goals and like (laughs) sort of zoom in a little bit. Dave's like like soldering, getting put some wires together and like little dongles and whatever. The initiative of the Starfinder in action. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then I'll sort of wire it into Dave. Um, yeah, and what's it look like? I mean, does it look like a big box on his outside? Or is it a, uh... Maybe I found like a small sort of screen um, from some old part or whatever, and I've just attached some antennas to it um, and sort of made some programming on it so that it can then transmit to us and then paired it up with us. So. Yeah. So like like Vorag did with the private channels, that kind of thing. So. And where, where did you put up on Dave? Put that hand open. So you can see this tiny little cylinder with wheels. Um, oh, give him a hat. Hat? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that parrot. Um, <laughs> Have you guys seen that? It's like, it's a parrot, he's like a, 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 a bottle cap, and he turns it over and goes... Hat! <laughs> 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 and it's one of the best videos. It's such there. a good video. Uh, I think I'll maybe like put it on like the side of his shoulder. If he has sort of flexible arms where he can go... Beep. So, one arm is a long, straight... <laughs> <laughs> metallic hoover on that just like goes around okay. the other one is like a, a, a pincer claw but okay. it's on like a uh, you know bender from future arm it's almost uh, like a, yeah. Yeah, a yeah. segmented arm that allows it to move around yeah. right. oh, wibbly wobbly so it's on his like straight arm yeah. Yeah. So Davis like are we it's your first upgrade 
Aww. <laughs> the eyes get like really big. I will treasure it forever. Okay, can you uh, test it? Can you use this thing I've put on you to communicate with us? Um, you'd spend the time teaching him how to do it, programming, and then he, uh, yeah, he can <laughs> <Okay>. communicate <laughs> with you. Um, oh he could send simple yeah. um, messages, mm-hmm. either text or vocal. Cool. We're going to get to the end of the campaign, and Dave is going to be like the most like intense kind of oh, yeah, girl. He's going to be like, like still in the middle, but like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> summon up. the Dave! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that'll be amazing. <laughs> So he still flew. Um, <laughs> trek out into the desert. Yes, Dave has a communicator device. I'm Beautiful. so proud of Dave. Uh, I, will, I will say to Dave, if people come on the ship, send us a message and say people have come onto the ship. If one looks like a short, uh, more um, this guy, sturdy I'm kind hold of fellow, out a photo this him. one. If one of them looks like this, say Adric has come onto the ship. Can you do that for me, Dave? I can. Perfect. Good, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Is it Dave going to get smashed? My pleasure. Yeah, Dave, look after yourself. Like, try not to get hurt or anything. And, like, you look around, and, like, he just wheels around, and there's still half ichor everywhere. <laughs> He's like, I will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I've got to get to work! <laughs> I want to clean. Yeah, Skelkin makes a good point, though. Dave might get hurt mm. if, if people, Adri- people come on the ship and they see I'm Dave like, and go, Dave, who if the people hell is this? come on the ship, hide. Yeah, hide. <laughs> God, we've got so many backup yeah. plans on backup plans. <laughs> you say that, right. If Adric goes onto the ship and Dave goes, Adric is on the ship, don't you think Adric's going to go, what the fuck is this? No. And boot Dave off. Adric won't hear it because it's all. Mm. He can do it either voice or by a. Don't you think he's going to notice that there is a. A shit machine that wasn't there before. That's why Dave's gonna hide. That's why we've said Dave hide, and then you know maybe send send it as a text message. Does Dave know what hide I think is. I think we've probably prepped it. We don't need yeah. to worry about it, Steve. I've never had anybody care more about a toilet <laughs> in their entire life. Listen, you gave us that cute little piece. Yeah. Of course we were gonna yeah. care about it. Ron, games up by Philip, who's Kickstarter. You can check out. Oh, um, uh, I will say, Steve. Just tell Adric if he comes along, Dave is part of the star- new Starfinders that are trying to find them. Can you do that? I can inform Adric. Obviously, I, I know Adric is in charge, you know. I can inform him. Thank you. There we go. Dave's Sorted. Like Starfinder. No. Ah! Uh, Dave's the Starfinder. We've done all we can. Everything is in Adric's hands now. You know, it's probably around midday by the time you guys finish upgrading we Dave and sure doing all the bits and bobs and Actually, before we go, quick, just ever Dave, so quickly, a big dump. whilst this has been kind of going on, um, can I kind of check for any kind of like pop-up tents or anything that can be used as shelter while we're travelling? And there absolutely is. There's kind of stuff on board. The cargo bay, like certain like aspects of it, you can pull like panels away and stuff. And there's survival gear. There is um, essentially everything the Starfinder needs to go out and explore. And Kaz, you would know that this no kind of ship though. has that kind of thing on there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can go in, you can easily find a, uh, it's like a little biome shelter. Uh, there is a portable heater, which essentially, oh, yeah. when you turn it on, it acts like a campfire, but it's powered. Um, yeah. Have they left that behind? <laughs> yes. Maybe Where do we take... find languages? Languages? Uh, let's have a look at Hephaestus. It's not Class in. features, afflictions, Should be under senses. Yes. 
I don't have that. You definitely speak the mine um, common. common. Yeah, because Derrick hasn't got them on there either. I don't think I do either. Okay, I think I've done what I was going to do. Cool. Um, so you guys can take enough survival gear. Um, mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> you good? I'm wearing my food. <laughs> Dinner medal! Um, you guys following the compass? Yeah. Okay. So. You follow the, uh, the, the compass north for about half an hour. It's quite open desert, but then the train starts to become more rocky, and this like red stone matches the sand around here starts to come up and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger until you realize actually you're starting to slowly descend down into like a craggy area and the walls then start beginning to get higher and higher and higher and eventually you end up with several different paths that you can go on the compass still points in a northerly direction but now it's like you're entering a maze Mm. as you enter down into this chasm this huge canyon. Can we walk around it? <laughs> okay, so, so you can go back and, when and you say train. we've got multiple paths, what are the multiple path options? So one is go, I assume, through chasm. Well, I mean, as you start descending down, you are in the chasm, essentially, going okay. into it. And you're, because you're just following the compass. You can back up and see if you can start going around it, but you don't know how big this ca- uh, chasm is going to be. Yeah. As you begin to go into the chasm, you notice that stone and like natural gullies and channels all seem to then start winding their way in different directions Mm. some of it who's got the highest perception let's just because there's no passive perception in style but i'd like to know who's the most watchful i've got a plus eight on perception plus Plus eight you've got plus eight i remember that plus eight plus five plus five so Probably because you've got the camera there, but you guys start to realise that a lot of this stonework, a lot of this like rock and stuff, every now and again there is hints of stonework. And it's carved stone that's then been weathered by sandstorms and time and sandblast for the century. This was potentially once a dwelling, not a dwelling, but more of a, a settlement made of hmm. the natural stone, but carved. Hmm. I think if it gets closer to night, I'd want to investigate one of these, but for now, I think it's best to head on. Yeah. To try and get as much Should ground clo- as much ground close to who we're following. I want to know what the path's options cool. are. So essentially there are just like these snaking, uh, winding, uh, they look like deep rivers once that maybe have like channeled their way through that are now dry. Most of them all look so similar and some like seem to veer off and go uh, east and west while the other ones tend to like all lead down. Um, you could backtrack and try and go around the cavern or chasm or you could because they all look the same it's a case of just picking mm. a more westerly one all the way through to a more easterly one and seeing where they go essentially there's really not much to go on apart Pro- from the compass direction yeah providing cassie 
doesn't yeah. move, we should be able to use the compass to not get lost. Mm. But if she's moving, we know if she's moving, the, the compass will still follow her. Ah, yeah, true. and we might not ever get out. Can I then, while we're going, try and keep some sort of like vague attempt at a map of while we're going and you also make some yep. marks? Do you have a normal compass? Um, it's a good point. I should go through my. I mean, I assume I have like. Um, a futuristic mobile phone. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Better. I think of it more like Magitech, but it's, it's like... GPS. Yeah. It's not um, necessarily that you have no, a map, but it's not your it's, profession. It's that I can literally, like, use get, get up Photoshop and start drawing a map. We could use, could use Dynatech's great app. Google Maps. Google Maps. <laughs> Google Maps. I mean, I mean, I'm one of, the, one of the developers actually for Google Maps. No way! No, you're not. I did the branding. <laughs> way. So you begin to mark bits on the chasm, and you begin to mark down. Essentially, imagine you're drawing it, yeah. Yeah, as effectively, are drawing like different directions, and like if I make a mark, it'll be sort of like a specific, unique mark that I'll. Uh, associate on a map sort of like a triangle with a line through it or a circle with a line through it and associate that with a map location because of your profession you can give me a profession roll instead of a survival check well that's a 14 altogether you definitely begin to map the location but because you're having to map it it slows you down a little bit yeah and by late afternoon you realize that as you're going through them some of them rejoin back onto this original like the central path that leads north other ones like veer off and go down but what you notice is that this chasm has started at a point and then it's just getting wider and wider and wider the compass keeps pointing north and you keep bringing yourself roughly to the center and you can actually use what's essentially a main channel to realize that Whatever car through the ground here started something, or you know, it's got a direction, and it sort of helps you with that mapping and also where you're going. Mm. What you do notice is as you go further and further down into this chasm, more carved stone becomes apparent where the sandstorms don't necessarily hit all the way down and they go over the top you are starting to find just the erosion of time. Can I have? Ooh, wee, wee. <laughs> oh, Deception yeah. checks from everybody. Oh, no. 18. 18. 19. 19. 22. 22. 20. 20. <gasps> we are seeing. Getting used to seeing all this sand. Well, actually, what you're starting to see now is this definitely was a settlement. And actually, it's been put in this chasm probably as a town or a city to avoid the sandstorms. A lot of it is now destroyed, or a lot of it is now an archaeologist's dream. But... Steady now. <laughs> This is better than your car park, hey? Eventually. I never wanted a car park, but it is something on Dynatech's plans. 
you realise that the ground starts levelling up again. And there's bigger gaps between these ravines and these buildings, or whatever they were originally. And you start to realise that you've... Maybe like early evening time at this point, and you've walked for quite some time. That compass still pointing north. Mm. That you were probably getting towards the floor of this chasm. And you kind of like... Every time you get a glimpse every now and again to the east, the west, the south, you can see how deep you've actually gone. And although there's sunlight coming in from above you, there's a lot of like overhanging shadows now from all of these like rock pillars and formations and old buildings that all sit everywhere. But all the paths seem to be leading to this area. With those perception checks, you would see that part of the chasm a bit further to the north has almost fallen in, and it then descends further. However, oh, no. it seems to create, instead of these like winding caverns, they are like straight tunnels. And, I mean, you would personally know that these are carved tunnels. I do like a carved tunnel. You do like a carved tunnel. <laughs> and my. Ooh. And he starts to see. Damn, I. I liked that. I liked that a lot. What? <laughs> yes. Thanks. I'm going to collect it. For podcast listeners, mm. Emily just got a cred stick. Make a, make a joke that I like, and I'll reward it. Was it a joke, or was it a pun? Make a good pun, and I'll reward it. You start to see images on the wall, but every time your eyes focus on them, they blur. And every time you start to see writing or anything that could be, it blurs. Not unlike anything you've seen pre-Gap. This place is old. And you... Do you carry on following the compass? Um, how... Long do we think if we're in a hole and the sun's up here? How long do we think we've got before we get little to no sun? Um, couple more hours. Oh, but there's a hole. If you say it's gone deeper, mm-hmm. do you think maybe we should find a place here to rest up mm-hmm. while we still have light to explore, and then when we're sure and rested, we can go down the holes in the morning? I do idea. agree. I also wonder if I want to go down the hole but the compass is not pointing down the hole so do we just skip it the hole would be still in the direction that the compass is pointing I mean is there an option to not as far as I understand it's the hole or not no you could definitely like work your way outside and around it and then you know but you've got to navigate what is essentially an old stone city ideally if we were to set up camp i would like it to not be anywhere near the hole within a hole just in case well sure we can keep watching things can't we we can do the hole in the morning and we can rest up in one of these they look really interesting but it could be not that i'm negative but it could be a nest. Yes, that's why we're not going to go down it this, this evening. But I don't want to sleep near it. Well, we can sleep away from it a little bit. Yes, yeah, just like a bit a lot away. We, we know where it is. I mean, if we walk about half an hour back, that should be enough, right? We don't need to go back. Not that much. Um, is there like a, like a, 
alcove that we could all fit mm. in somewhere. Loads of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's loads of these like houses carved into the walls. Yeah, and they, they're essentially caves. Yeah. Oh. And look at all this writing. It's still fun. So there's writing, <laughs> but there's no remains of any civilization. No. Hmm. Could I? Could you get out some paper and a crayola? <laughs> and rub the writing. Yeah. I wanna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get that writing you rubs. Physically cannot focus on the writing. Okay. And when you do the rubbing, you cannot focus on the writing. Oh, that's freaky. We're still taking that rubbing. Very though. reminiscent of anything pre-gap. This period of time Ooh. that is missing from the galaxy that everybody knows about. It just tells you that this is pre-gap. But okay. they're pictograms. You don't even know. So the whole rubbing is unreadable? Yeah. Okay. Is it not giving us migraines walking through all this? <laughs> Potentially. If you try and focus on it. Well, should we, should we find, find a little area to, yeah. to make yes. camp? Sure. That's the most sensible course of action. Yeah. Do you take like a small dwelling cave? Do you take a... Um... Oh, I'd love to take a dwelling cave. Let's go for a dwelling cave. Yes. Yeah. And you can set up for the night, you can set your little heater on the go, and you know, it probably like illuminates the uh, it'd be like a white light, but it still kicks out heat. Um, are you guys taking watch? Yes, yeah, but mm. have you seen this is a dumb question? You know, in Shrek, where she rolls a stone over the cave, yeah, I want to yeah. do that if there's anything that we can sort of block the light with because I don't like having one entrance and one exit. Okay, mm. um. It'll be a low DC. Give me a perception check to go find a decent enough rock to be able to roll between yourselves. Twenty-two. Yeah, okay. I would say there's probably a large like slab in one of the um, dwellings that you're able to like, and it's obviously carved. But you're able to like drag it away between you all and like leaving it up against the door to the uh, dwelling cave and. Yeah, it's a it's a funny little egg-shaped hole in what is essentially like a cliff face that you're in, and there are like little semicircle holes where something might have been stored or little plinths where maybe something something or somebody laid down or sat. Completely barren though. Mm. I wonder who lived here. I wonder where they went. This is an odd sort of place, isn't it? Do you live here? <laughs> I don't even find it fascinating, though. I love it. It's honestly taking everything, me not just run off down a little tunnel and just have a good time. Oh. But, I mean, isn't it cool just to think that there, there's, there was someone here pre-Gap? They, they had their entire lives here, an entire community. It's a bit rough and tumble, though, don't you think? I mean, a little. It's not what I'm used to. What are you looking at? What are you used to? Out of interest. I'm not just saying it's it's rock. There's no technology here. I mean, it's all so primitive. Oh, heaven! I mean, a bit. <laughs> I'm just, do you do you I'm need just, do you need technology all the time? Well, I, Sometimes it's nice to disconnect. Would, would you though, not isn't say it? that technology has improved our lives a, a thousandfold? Oh no, I won't deny that. But sometimes it's nice to just... Are you incapable of living without? I wouldn't say I'm not incapable. I'm I, I just... I can't imagine, imagine living without it, I suppose. Um, I'll give you ten credits if you can go an hour without it. 
But why? <laughs> I don't need to. That seems like a silly bet. Just scroll on Facebook. It's not a problem. Go Switch away, Switch off Mark. at any time. God, these people are so, so stupid before they had technology. <sighs> I mean, coming back to things, though, you're a Hamsoki. Hastoki. Hastoki. Big. Of the guineas. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like... You, you you don't know how old you live to. Oh, there's probably a record somewhere. You know, it doesn't matter. You just you keep going, and then you die, and then there's that. Do you have parents? Well, no. How did how did you <laughs> become to you? I think so blasé. Like, oh, yeah, no, it's just, you know, what? Don't be silly. I woke up in the lab and then got to work. You know, bish bash bosh. Lab? Oh, yeah. Dynatech. Timothy and Joanne were very lovely about it. They talked me through the whole thing, got me going, set me up in a nice little cubicle. Wonderful. So I suppose they'd be my parents, wouldn't they? Yeah. If you if you want to be all like were you... breeder about it. Breeder. <laughs> He's fucking breeder. <laughs> were you this size on your first day? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have variations like certain certain? Colouring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, of course, of course like, we do. We never like, look the same. Well, <laughs> ridiculous. No, no, no. I mean, you know, like, uh, I mean, for example, um, my wife is a little bit more of a, like, a, a white colour than I am. And, you know, there's our neighbour, Jenkins, who's uh, brown and black in, in his fur. And, you know, was, you know, I've got actually, I work next to a chap who's got little piebald spots on him. Quite interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I, okay, so you have a wife. Yeah. Yes, uh, what, what? TJ's already mentioned. No, no, no. doesn't really like the wife. <laughs> I, like, I like the wife. I just the wife don't. is fine. But I mean, if you're, um, like, like, I don't, I don't, forgive me if I'm offending you, just say it. But, I mean, if you're grown in a, test tube or a lab do you need a wife i mean it's nice to have the company i get well, and it's uh, and everything but like matrix oh, yeah, it's just, you know it, as you said company and you know it's nice to have someone to to go to work with and come home from work with and spend time with and you know it's linda's fine she's nice we get on so, so you do have a home that isn't in dynatech yeah yeah I don't know why you're all so interested, no, really. I'm just it's very, very, very interesting. interesting. No, no, no. It's something I, just, I, I For me, it's very usual. I mean, it is what it is. Have you ever seen not, not met uh, Stokey before? Is that... Nope. You are the first one I've met. Oh, well. You're rather lovely, though. I enjoyed visiting the oh. 200th floor as I, well. You know, I enjoyed showing you around. Yes. I must say, I think you're a smashing young lad. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I think you're wonderful too. Oh, bless your cotton socks. <clears throat> I'll take the first watch. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the second. Perception checks all round, please. Uh, I assume we're just going to go around the table one, two, three, four. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, lovely. That's a two. Awesome. So, ten. Ten. Um, over the chatter by the electric campfire, you. 
can't really see much. There's no windows, and you put a big stone in the way. You probably have enough of an angle to be able to like poke your head through and stuff like that. Eerily still out there. Your watch goes without any kind of complications, let's say, and you know people start bedding down and resting. Twenty. Twenty. Uh, you hand over to Kaz, and you go get some rest. And would you stay inside? Would you squeeze outside? Would you? What would you do on your watch? Um, well, we blocked the entrance, didn't we? Yeah, there's enough of a gap that you could probably squeeze out if you wanted to. Um, I'll hang a little bit outside, I think. Yeah. Uh, you go outside, and again, it's still eerily quiet. Every now and again, maybe on the wind, you just hear this like, and like a whistling as it comes through, you just hear the really far off in the distance. And I mean, it sounds miles away. Mm-hmm. And I think Kaz would have the understanding of that, that kind of sense, yeah. thing. Your watch goes without a hitch. Who's taking this? We hand over to eight. TJ. An eight. Can you roll a D100 for me, please? Oh, oh, no. Lordy, lordy. We will get flooded. There's nothing you can do against water. Uh, that is a 19. 19. Okay. Um. <laughs> Jasper comes you. <laughs> what would you do on your watch? I think... I think TJ's gone outside and has a whole... I think TJ's very distracted by, you know, the loss of the SS Joan, Vorag leaving, um, and then starting to kind of maybe examine his life a little closer than he has before in light of the questions of his, uh, his new friends. Um, and I think... He really wants a wheel at this point, but there is no wheel, so he's just going to kind of run on the spot for a bit, just to get his little heart rate going. There's a moment during this, when you're trying to get your heart rate up, that you hear a... No. And Mm -mm. you hear, like, a a buzzing. (laughs) And you manage to, like... Ears, these little round hamster ears, Mm-mm. kind of like peep up. And you like duck back into the doorway, and you watch as like a small cloud of bug-like beings that look not too dissimilar to what you thought a day or two ago, uh. with wings <laughs> across the sky over the canyon. Why? Remnants of the swarm. Do you want to make a stealth check? <laughs> oh no. Okay. Come on. I just imagine like the little one man I think I think I'm gonna use my cred stick for this one just to really make sure. So it's with a with two You get to basically roll with advantage. (laughs) Come on. That's better. Um that is gonna be thirteen. Okay. The first roll was a two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. I did a perception check, please, which is what I rolled behind here. <laughs> Do you know what I rolled? What did you roll? Five. A one, please. Not a natural 20. 12. 12. <laughs> 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 Squid game. Oh, my God. Crest thing got saved. 
Oh. For anybody who's watching who's maybe not seen the Crestic system before, oh. I, I stole this from Glass Cannon uh, with their bottle cap system. Starfinder doesn't have uh, advantage or disadvantage, but what I will do is I reward players for a decent RP, a decent pun, or something that hurts themselves in the long run. <laughs> uh, and Steph's done a few, I think everybody's done one by now, haven't they? Yeah. No? Okay, we'll keep trying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe try harder. Oh, dear. <laughs> And it means that they can spend them before they know the outcome of a roll to basically have advantage or impose disadvantage on a roll. Uh, yeah, uh, you managed to tuck into the door as this, and you can see them looking, clearly hunting. And they pass. <sighs> the end of your watch, nothing else happens. Slink back in. <laughs> Be careful out there, Calix. Why? Big buggy boys in the, in the sky. <coughs> oh. With wings and corn. No. no. Okay. Good chat. Okay. Watch us from inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah what, would you, what would you do? Um. Yeah, I think slowly slink out the door mm -hmm. on this basis, stay very tight to the walls. But I'm going to see, are there any holes higher up in the chasm? Uh, yeah, these walls kind of like, at the point that you're in, certain ones are like, they're like bony fingers that come up and there's like holes in them. They're not like the ones that you've seen before with the uh, Korobox with the swarm. These are like clearly carved. And yeah, there are some like, further up, there's no stairs going to them or anything, but there are ones at ground level that you're in, there's ones further up. Uh, the bit that you're in is probably like 40, 50 foot of stone. So how long's a watch? This is gonna be two hours. About two hours, yeah. So I think for probably the first half hour, I'll sit in the bottom, looking up, looking down, looking up, seeing if I can hear any of these bugs, listen out for the bugs. Seems clear. Uh, and then not hearing anything, um, I might actually start trying to ascend um, to some of these higher up ledges. Yeah. Um, do have a climbing speed. You do indeed, so you can, without 30. a problem, you can climb up and, and give me a perception check. How fast can a blamange climb? <laughs> same speed I can move on the ground, actually. They are. Uh, that's a 19. 19. Uh, you begin to go into some of these other holes, and they're really, really similar. Different hollows in different places inside these hollows, but nonetheless similar. There is like workstone flatbeds, essentially, that are, you know, about three foot off the ground, uh, that are carved into a wall that's like three, four foot long. Then there are these like little half eggs all around the place, but nothing overly... Stone or eggs or... All stone. But they're okay. like carved into the wall, so it's like a hollow, like a shelf. Right. Uh, and but yet still devoid of anything. And in one of them, however, there is... It's probably like twisted around where two of these pillars come together. There's one of these openings and you climb into it and there is like less exposure here to the elements of any wind or sand and you do find a really really old like bit of cloth that as soon as you touch just disintegrates oh oh no um 
Um, it's probably the most preserved thing that you've seen here so far. I think in, in all of this, I will be taking photos for archaeological record purposes. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, and I think, so you said it's 50, 40 to 50 until the top. Yes. Okay. Uh, again, I will poke my head out, spend about five minutes just listening to see if I can hear exactly. anything. Use that Ooh. one. 28, natural Ooh. 20. Oh my goodness. Oh, In the distance, you hear things like, and the wind, and like, you can definitely hear it at this level, like the whistling of wind through this chasm, through the different channels. But nothing close by. The swarm that maybe passed over earlier has found something else somewhere else, but. I will then, on that basis, slowly make my way up to the top and then just very slightly poke my head over the top, looking in all directions to make sure that there is nothing on the surface. You get to the top of this wall and you are in line with so many of the other peaks of rock around this point. And you can see it's almost flat at a certain angle. It just looks like flat desert. And it's only when you begin to come up a little bit further, you can see like the gaps between them and you can see the channels and then you can see where a big bit of it has collapsed in. Okay. And you can see where this huge mile by a mile hole oh. has oh, fallen through in this in this canyon. Behind you to the south, things step up almost like um, design. You can see the rings getting higher and higher and higher. Oh, but okay. because time has taken its toll, it looks like a natural chasm. But actually, you realise. It's by design. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, I think probably, so that's probably about an hour that's passed by that point. I will spend about another half an hour on the surface being as vigilant as, at least half vigilant, while spending the other half trying to map out, figure out where we are, figure out where north is, and what's the optimal way to go north and then in that last half an hour come wriggling back down yeah um that's peak efficiency i like it <laughs> i mean realistically north is north yeah but, <laughs> like I know, but it's like seeing like the hole and going okay north goes through the hole around the hole to the left to the right try and figure out is there routes that i can see that look like they would go more north or whether it's go straight through the hole well i mean you can map loads of different routes around the hole and you can map routes that go to the hole okay but then it becomes hard to navigate yeah i mean i'm hole. not seeing like yeah. the entire way but for at least like half a day's travel i can try and figure out a half a day's travel you could easily get to the other side of the canyon and start getting up to the other side of it if you were to go north past the canyon. Right, okay. Obviously, you could be outside of the canyon and on a planet, it's... Yeah. On a planet scale, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, But this thing's huge to you guys. And it's a case that um, it depends on whether or not you're going past the canyon or not. But if you're just trying to get to the other... It was essentially a spike-to-spike -spike canyon, mm. like a, a gouge in the ground. Yeah, you could easily map around the hole. Well, yeah, that's what I'm going to do is try and map, like, two or three different routes and then I will abseil back down. Yeah, easily done. So, 
And yeah, you can rejoin. Little silk going down. Make sure I leave no trace of me being here. It's something that's interesting with the night sky for you all. As you take your watches and night has set in, the sky is this orangey red glow, where the sun in this system is this like burning red coal. It gets very cold, and not like freezing temperatures, but it's cold enough that like you notice that you're like, mm. I want to go back to the heater. The stars seem so far away. They're, they're visible, but they just seem mm. lost to time almost. Like, it's just unfathomable how far away from anything you are. You know that you're still within near space, which is part of the best area in the packed worlds, but you just feel so alone and isolated here. And all of the time, you just feel like the shadows move, or haunt, or just seem darker than you'd expect. You climb down, you, this dawn starts to breach, and this glowing red sun, as the planet turns and faces it, you get more of a yellow glow from it as well, so that you get a better visual on colour, and you can start waking the party up, and beginning a new day. You can take a long rest. And, uh, fresh days off. Are you switching out your biomatter? Um. If well, we want to find Kato first, don't we? So, no, I will keep with Kato oh. then. Can you imagine if you did? It's like, right back this way. I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, Um, yeah. So, I'll present to the party the options of routes. We can either go through the hole. Into we, the hole? Into the hole. Uh, or we can take this route around. Or we can take this extendedly long route around. How about if we try to go around the hole and see what the compass does? Because if the compass mm. is leading us straight past the hole, I see absolutely no reason to go in the hole. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. As much as I really want to get in that hole, that is sensible. <laughs> I mean, you never That's know. a good-looking hole. <laughs> Maybe she has gone down the hole. I mean, it, it hasn't changed to well, move down, but who knows? Maybe it will change if we start going mm, to the start. west or something. Yeah. Well, no, exactly. It will point east. But I mean, so. like, I will say, it's a three D compass, so it will actually pivot up and down depending on. Oh, okay. Ooh. It it is actually part of its thing is that it does actually pivot up and down as well. When you're at the top of that, um, oh, that it, it does actually pivot down. down. It points north and downwards. There we, we go. Oh, okay. So yeah, we're going down the hole. So on that basis, I will be like, <laughs> if it is a 360, yeah. Yeah. Into it, is, it is a 360. Did you see? There's me trying to elude away from the fact that you know exactly where this bitch is. Did you see? I am sorry, but I did purchase this one for a reason. And I'm, I'm not going to bogart it from you. You so, absolutely spent your money and not bought a weapon and got this instead. Yeah. Uh, so online adventures down the hole. Okay. Did you see the best route into the hole? Is it just like like mm, trying to explain it like a plate of overlapping and then it just goes into nothing or is there something we can climb down or is there a set of stairs perhaps? Well all of those tunnels that you found uh -huh. before definitely down towards it but then obviously the hole seems to like void inwards. Because I'm not just like flinging myself in there. No. no. <laughs> Knowing that. Someone can make a lot of silk though. 
but it knowing be, that it's going to take me a little while to make <laughs> <laughs> it. Right, like about three like days. Knowing that your compass pointed down yeah. during the night, probably. I offer you the same question: Do you change out the biomatter? Do you just want to see? Um, I mean, I agree with your idea that we should probably find until until we have found the individuals, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I can change it out yes. afterwards. Cool. I think so that's wise. we'll keep with Kato for now, mm-hmm. cool. and then and given that we don't know how big this hole is, maybe it's just down there. Maybe it's a mass of tunnels. Given from, that from the top, you see it's like a mile by a mile. Yeah, Kato is who you would trust the most. Well, she's another Dynatech employee. Well, and exactly. From, from I, I don't know about TJ, but like, very specifically, was given the orders to retrieve mm. her slash, more importantly, yep. the information that she has. And we have already lost the ship, so you know, if we can get get one of these things yeah. done, that'll help. <laughs> so that was a factual statement. We don't want to then switch to somebody who we don't know whose side they're on. Indeed. Okay. Yes, I. I mean, I've never met. I mean, Dynatech's a big employee. There's well over a couple of tens of thousands of employees. Yes, and they make them. I haven't... I I mean, she is part of my department, but my department alone... Well, there's a lot of parts to the department. Um, So I haven't met her, but I would trust her. Mostly. I mean, I'm starting to think that not everyone is so trustworthy, Should we go? but... Into the hole, please. Into the hole. So, as you move your way towards what would still be following the compass north, and yep. you see all of these like tunnels going down, you eventually begin to find ones that are like carved steps. And you follow them down, and it opens up into another little like plaza of these same like hollowed-out holes, and then there's like another area of steps that goes down until you reach what is a collapsed side of a cliff. You can see areas of rock formation that were also carved and originally part of buildings and you can work out a path to get down to another level of this chasm. And as you do so, the tunnel starts to become a bit more covered and you're having to start going through what is essentially some natural and some man-made, or being made, corridors. Mm-hmm. Can you all give me a perception check, please? How many beds on booby trap? <laughs> Decent. Decent. 26. 26? 23. 23! 11. Nice. 25. Ah, guys! Okay. So, let's have a look at my sheet. You get punished if you roll bad, see? <laughs> you tell them. <laughs> tell those dice. <laughs> Treat them mean, keep them keen. You find a set of stairs that begin to descend down into a tunnel, and of which you can see lights ahead, around 40 foot away, where obviously there's natural light coming in on the other side of this tunnel. As you begin to move through it, everything seems fine. But as you exit the tunnel, it's like having stepped down to a different floor. But the gully that you're now walking through narrows to around 10 foot, the top of which is about 15 foot up. And there's a sudden drop from where you've just been. So whereas it would have a roof before it, 
it seems to like almost get down on level. It's the best way of explaining that, I guess. Mm. The stairs carry on, but now there is a flat two, three foot ramp maybe that like comes down with the stairs. So it's like stair and then a flat on either side. Oh, accessible. Oh. I was just thinking that. <laughs> yeah, you stand at the exit of this um, tunnel, ready to descend down, and yeah, this would be going into the hole. Let's go. Let's get in this hole. Yeah. You want to get in this hole? I really want to get in this hole. Skelkin, you look unsure. Mm. Skelkin's always unsure. <laughs> I just don't want to be in a fucking hole. Uh, Holes are great. Are we still on the right path? I shall be drawing my whippon. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think there's much point I'm going to say yes as a group trying same. to be stealthy, but I'm going to actively try and be stealthy. So, you're in this corridor, and it's about to get really narrow, but there's an open top to where you're about to step into, where these stairs and this, like, ramp sort of thing kind of carries on. Um, you start to draw weapons, you talk about being stealthy. Uh, anything else you would like to do at this point? And is there a marching order? I'm going to uh, just remove the map from the table. I'm going to hand you the minis, just so I can see. <laughs> What kind of um, marching order you be in if you want to place yourselves? Well, TJ, you seem to love the hole. I think TJ is, is, is going to take point on this one. But also, TJ loves the tunnel. Calyx has the compass. We're little enough. Is it? Is it uh, yes. two by two, one by one? Oh, you can easily go two by two. It's The passageway is about ten foot wide. Okay. With these carved stone, straight up, 15 foot walls on either side that Ooh. descend down. And you can actually see over the top of this as you're moving down it. You can see more rock formations and broken bits of building or uh, stuff ahead of you. But it's starting to get darker as you go down. And yeah. Um, I think I'll be at the back watching out. Why don't you just all uh, position yourselves? Closest to me is first, and then... Can I make a point of, as we're going down, even when we start now, but just continuously say about every five, ten minutes, can you put me up for... Can I do detect magic, just to make sure we're not going to be tripping into anything? Yeah, before you exit the thing, you cast detect magic. Seems clear, apart from the magical items on people or stuff like that. Um, also, I have turned my camera off overnight, oh. and I have turned it off for this leg of the journey. Turned it off. Turned it off. Okay. Mm. So we've got TJ and Kalyx at the front. Then we've got Kaz. Mm. Then we've got Skelkin. Yeah. Mm. Okay, are you like directly behind people or are you quite you're quite far back aren't you no i was i was <laughs> doing that for comical effect but then you ruined it anyway <laughs> of course <laughs> and now facing the other way <laughs> I'm, I'm watching the back. walking backwards yeah. anything yeah. else before you step out of this exit mm. that is truthful so i will be watching behind us more than i'm watching the front give me a perception check You guys start stepping down these stairs, Mm -hmm. and this is a defined tunnel that's now missing its roof, maybe, or, you know, something, and five foot, ten foot, 
15 foot. At this point, you would step out. And you look behind you and you look up. And what you see where this drop has happened is a barrel of stone Ooh. above. Oof. In a square alcove. And before you can say too much, at the front, you hear a as under one of your feet, let's say TJ. Yeah. Didn't you just say you were looking for shit like that? I was looking for detect magic. Oh shit! Not trap. I I'm, even I'm, I'm said gonna be that real. it was going to be. TJ will boozing. not have been looking. TJ is in existential crisis and excited about tunnels. He ain't paying attention. The Play this back. Did I not say booby traps? <laughs> you did. Uh, the step falls, and you watch as you hear that sound. Again. begins to fall out of place. With Indiana Jones in it. Oh, no. And starts to roll forward. Oh, run, okay. run, 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 run. Oh. No. And we'll see you next week. No! Oh. We are Indiana Jones in this, by the way. <laughs> there are really tunnels. things that we Anyone should... We should, you know, new day. Maybe start the new day on a new day when we have our brains left because we keep <laughs> making shit decisions at the end of. I think we would have made. May I anyway. try to at least detect magic? Yeah, if there was and any. Uh, yeah. I, when you What's said you were looking uh, back and behind, I was like, "That's a good thing to do because you are going to be able to warn these people to fucking run." Hmm? <laughs> You are seeing Maybe, it before it just hits like, the ground. I might have to give like TJ and Calix a bit if we don't die. A bit of a um, a lesson on what the people at the front should be well, doing. Well, this, this <laughs> is the thing. These are the two most sheltered people in the universe. Yeah, yeah we we're one pretty sheltered and two. I'm concentrating on magic and the compass. And I like tunnels. <laughs> and that yeah. is where we're going to end this session with you guys triggering. Way, let's go. Alright, oh, Lord. So to which excited. end? Thank I, you guys so much. Sorry, I don't want to kill Calix um, anyway. Am I going to die first then? Potentially. Oh. I have mechanics ready to go for this. <laughs> so. I am going to be like, oh my god, we're so squishy. <laughs> we are pretty good Yeah. Fuck yeah. them. Yeah, thank you so much, guys, for sitting through a essentially a huge lore dump. And I, it's got to happen though, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you, Ian, like for yeah, thank dumping you. your lore. Thank you. It's a big law dump. No, uh, guys. Uh, Dave says thank you. <laughs> it's great to be back at the table. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully you've all had a fantastic yeah. year, fantastic Christmas. Let's hit the ground running Yay! as we move into running for our lives. Next Hold on to your potatoes. <laughs> Again, thank you to uh, today's sponsor, which is Warrior Prince 3D. Please go check out the game's art by Philip Kickstarter, which is live now for the Universal Carrier Vessel, the Warbug. And also, yeah, please check out uh, Roll and Play Press, and you can use that code DRAGONBORN10 for a 10% discount on their stuff. And also the Warrior Prince one, which is with the stars, for a 10% discount there. We've got discounts everywhere. <laughs> it's all coming in. And merch. And merch. Because I care. <laughs> Thank you so much everyone on Twitch, Kick and YouTube for tuning in. If you're on YouTube, we'll stick uh, links in the description below. Uh, I hope you've had a fantastic new year and let's keep it going. Thank you so much. And may the dice gods be ever in your favour. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye.